2: Oh, geez. Recorded live.
3: And live we are here in the wonderful world of America. The country that's working to become free. Yes, it is the health and wellness of the golden age. And we are here on a new day, Friday <clears throat> at 9 o'clock same time and the same wonderful people and we want to include more people if they can make it. And we are talking about many different things: health and wellness. I even had one in, in my burning the paper. I saw one. It's called Lifestyles, age, and exercise. Keep moving to improve quality of life. And it's basically showing some elders in a senior um, residential center. So they have a workout place, et cetera, and. Um, it's the old line we've used a long time. If you don't use it, you lose it. So it's important that no matter what your age is, you keep moving and you keep using your brain. And that's why we have this program. This program is about health and wellness. And we have some wonderful people on. And some people have forgotten that, oh, let to Friday. And they're having to rearrange their schedule and get kind of into that tune because, um, this kid here has, is in school at eight o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so it's really hard to be able to uh, do the um, do the program at eight o'clock in the morning. So uh, because that's five o'clock for Patty. <laughs> no, it's six. Oh, I didn't. I kept thinking I had my speaker off. Okay, it's so six I, o'clock I,
4: here, but not five o'clock. But that, it's just about as bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's we, dark thirty. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: we used to have someone that was in the, on the old group from Hawaii and Alaska. And oh yeah, three hours. Uh, yeah. You know, when it's uh, six o'clock here, it's uh, uh, four o'clock and three o'clock there.
2: Right? Yeah. Mm.
0: They only but, lasted a little
3: bit, but they were there. I um. I was meaning if we'd had to do it at eight o'clock in the morning you guys would be up an hour earlier. <laughs>
2: oh
4: Well I'm yeah, that wouldn't bother me. <laughs> I could adjust. <laughs>
3: uh, there you I go. <laughs> I
4: seem to wake up about five o'clock in the morning, so <laughs>
3: Oh that's good. That's good. So what were you gonna share, Patty?
4: I forgot.
3: <laughs> I forgot. <laughs>
4: Uh, As we were going on, I was thinking, and I thought, what was I going to say? <laughs> I feel, it'll come to me. <laughs> too funny. Too...
3: Oh, well. Yeah, my Something gosh. good
4: that happened to me. You know, a lot of good things are happening. You know, and I know, oh, that's what it is. You know that little gal that I used to babysit for? Yeah. Well, lo and behold, the night before last, she called me on the telephone and wanted to stop by, and I said okay okay so she came in and we sat and talked for a minute and she said well you were right she said boy was supposed to babysit for me because you weren't babysitting and my last day of class she didn't show up she was at the casino and i did get my paper turned in but then i went out there and i told her that she let me down and i didn't appreciate that from a friend and she said oh you're gonna play the friendship card and I guess push came to shove, and Faith ended up spending <clears throat> some of Lori's food stamps. So Lori called welfare on Faith. <laughs> After Faith has given this woman thousands and thousands and thousands
0: of dollars, you guys.
4: And I said, and she said, I learned my lesson. I said, well, are you still around, Kyle? Well, yeah. I said, do you want to hear the messages I saved from him about how he was going to kill me and burn my house down? No, he's sick, Patty. I said, I know he's sick, Faith. It's okay, you know. But uh, I guess Sam has turned into a terrible little monster, and I'm. Th- I said, well, then I'm kind of glad I'm not babysitting anymore because he was just getting to the point where I wanted to whack him one. <laughs> So, you know, but, but she settled down, and she, she, then she stopped by last night and wanted to put $100 down on my electric bill. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, you need the money this month. I've already paid my electric bill this month. You can give me $100 for my electric bill next month. She said, okay. And I said, that's nice. Thank you. So, see, you know, her family has a lot of money, okay, and if she wants to help me a little bit, I don't mind. I've done a lot for her. But it all turned out to be the best. Me walking away from her was made her take responsibility, too. And her whole world is crashing right now. Yep. But I told her to stay in the now and she said is that what you're doing I said that's the only thing I can do I said I get in the past and I want to kill people I get in the future and I want to kill people if I stay in the present I'm just fine she said oh okay
2: (laughs) good for you
3: good for you because that's the only place we can be
4: that's what that lesson taught me you know looking back and crying over the baby was stupid there's a brand new baby in the trailer park and I haven't even gone to see him yet. Her. I haven't even good. gone to see her yet. <laughs> so.
0: See, that's,
3: that's valuable for you and your own growth.
0: hmm
3: So you can, um, you know, that's good. That's good because it isn't about putting it out on other people and having them Giving you solace, it's you giving you solace. That's where you start.
4: And it made me realize that I've been creating my own nightmare all this time. All that crap that went on in the trailer park this summer, it still would have gone on, but I didn't have to feel any of it. Part of it I did. But a lot of it, I decided to feel on my own. And I decided to feel it like I was still a drug addict. It was like I was still using It was horrible, you know. (laughs) And then I went, after that trailer burnt down and Bruce ran over that woman, I finally went,
2: I've had enough of
4: this. I'm not going to participate. I'm not even going to participate. I did participate in a little bit in the car accident by speaking to the investigator about it and telling him to make sure she didn't throw herself in front of his car. (laughs) But other than that, you know, he's got insurance that's what he's got it for you know and I can play and I am a Jonah I can play both sides of the fiddle here I realized that he was a little late leaving for work <laughs> you know so he might not have been watching close enough but I've stopped asking him now I used to for the first two weeks when he'd come home I'd say did you run over anybody on your way to work today <laughs> <laughs> And he finally, he said, would you stop that? I go, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am a bitch. I am a horrible witch. (laughs)
2: That's
4: all
0: right. Just get yourself yourself a t-shirt. Just get yourself a t-shirt that says that. That's all.
3: Well, the other side of it is, the more you say it, the more you are. So yep. i love to have you say, I have become patient.
1: Or mm-hmm.
2: I
3: now don't push me into the past. You know.
2: Somebody, <laughs> right. You
3: know? This one girl
4: from not Milwaukee, I don't know, she's from over there by you guys somewhere, and she sent me this thing about the freedom to not wear a bra. So, so I wrote back to her, and I said, well, you know, I miss my bra because I used to keep things in it. What? I never needed a bra, but now that I don't have one, I don't have anywhere to keep anything. And, and she laughed at me, and she goes, oh, you're so right on, Batty. And I said, by the way, Essie, if our genes are correct, if we're that close to each other, maybe you could give me some of yours. <laughs> you know maybe we could have the Anunagis come down here and do a little genetic engineering on us (laughs) and we were just carrying on about it for a while it was kind of funny (laughs) too funny uh... (laughs) yeah so now I'm starting to be friendly with the women on the internet too and it's wonderful
3: (laughs) yeah it takes a while to get over our uh, dislike of women we've been all that's another one of the ramifications of so much that we've been hoodwinked into believing that women I've gone, are enemies.
4: I've gone and got myself into a new group. It's called Ex-New Agers. <laughs> and I love it because I'm still partly a New Ager and I'm partly an ex-New Ager. So I'm telling Essie that, no, we don't need to do this anymore. And Ari Coppola is going, this is just priceless. This is incredible. So-and-so's got to see this. So-and-so's got to see this. Because I'm just me on the Internet, you know. All these other people are using cartoon characters to be weird. I just be weird. And I asked Ari yesterday, I said, Ari, am I crazy? And she goes, everybody's crazy, Patty. Yes, you are. And she's written books, you know, and and it makes me feel good that people see my sense of humor and go, that's what's doing it, Patty. If you weren't so funny, you probably wouldn't have made it through that cancer. <laughs> well, that's you, know, and,
3: point. That, uh, you bring up a good point because this gal that you know I had to drop because of her negativism and stuff, and. Uh, she she admitted, she didn't give me credit, and I wasn't there to get credit. But she said it, it was a wake-up call for me that I needed to be more, more uh, upbeat. And so when she was in the hospital, she was much more upbeat. She gave uh, people
1: laughter
3: and a lot of other stuff, and I'm going, good for you. You know, mm-hmm. they remember her as a really nice lady, which is great. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's all it's about is our being mm-hmm. able to be uh, good job to other people instead of wallowing in our self pity. And that Patty is, you know, when you first came and were were part of us, it was um, this low voice, and I'm just so bad, and I feel so bad. And, and listen to you now listen to you now it's just a joy because you just bring so much laughter and it and, and you've kicked butt on the um, the cancer thing and that's that's all any of us wanted you to do
0: well
4: I had a lot of help from all of you guys including Master Lynn having Mother Mary show out, up outside my window that day just about knocked my socks off. <laughs> you know, I've never seen an apparition like that since. But I went, ooh, time to change my life. There it you was know. a wake up call.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what she said too. It's a wake up call. You know, when your best friend's telling you you're depressed around, you know, it's time people heard the truth. We don't have to be willy nilly and cruel. But we, we certainly don't have to be, um, you know, stepped all over by people that are wanting to be depressing.
4: I was such a good little professional victim. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
3: what, is it, what is it they give? Um, the uh, gold medal for victimhood.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> But the
4: way out of victimhood is not making other people victims. That's the part I got wrong.
1: <laughs>
4: I can be nice to other people, and the nicer I am, the better it works. Oh
3: no, absolutely, you know? absolutely, and and that's the whole point. People are basically nice. People are basically honest. But when you have so much on around us that is fraudulent and victim hooding. then uh, you're really thrown off. You're thrown off your center point.
4: I like that you use the word flatulent.
3: <laughs> I'm putting her going, fart? Did she say fart?
4: <laughs>
3: well, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, well, it's, it's all about
4: us working together and, and, and really getting on with life. life. Yes, somebody was attacking one of the bushes the other day on the Internet, and I put that. I said, he's somebody's grandfather. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, it just comes out before I can stop it.
0: it. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's the devil in you. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: the devil made me do it. Right. But the fact is, he doesn't have grandchildren yet, unless uh, uh, his daughters. How family. do you know? I correct. How do I, you know
4: he hasn't poked a bunch of women and there's other women and um, you know, <laughs> how do you know he hasn't sold his sperm and he has a billion grandchildren?
3: You're absolutely right. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea, and and that is a truism for all of us. Mm-hmm. What is You know Bundy. You know what Bundy used to do to go around and and make money. He went to the sperm clinics and donated sperms.
2: <laughs>
3: Great. I know. How many? That's he create.
4: Wasn't there a a doctor in California? That was using his own.
3: Yeah. And so there
4: were lots of children born. That were brother and sisters. And didn't know it.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: God. There was a story about that back. Many years ago.
0: Oh. That. (laughs) That is funny. There's another one. That. Uh. uh, This. This. These two. Man and woman met. They got married. They were married for ten years. They had four children. And uh they They were both adopted, so they said, "Oh okay, yeah, they had the money, so okay, let's go you know let's find out where we came from, and they finally got the reports back, and they were uh a brother and sister that were separated when they were three and four years old, yeah by the oh sister. wow, yep, you know they you know they couldn't uh you know just split up you know because of the four children they stayed together, but you know. You know, that's, that's one of the nasty things about the adoption system. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep,
3: yep. And and not allowing them to know who their uh, parent is. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's very... Uh, this, uh, I think I've met, shared it once before, this young gal I had as a sponsee, she was dying of cancer, and she wanted to know if there was a family heritage of it. Her files were sealed, yep couldn't find out couldn't find out at all and she she of course has passed away because uh there was no reference to her,
4: even finding a family history of it wouldn't have done much good, would
3: it well um at least she would have had some some closure on it and it probably would True. not have stopped her but at least uh and and she had a half brother the 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 adopting parents adopted two orphans and um they they all the records I'm saying orphans um children that were up for adoption yeah and uh she um that they sealed them. It was probably some political person and, you know, they just didn't want her coming back. A they lot sealed
4: all birth records. Yep. They sealed them all, no matter who you were, back be, before the, fifth, well, before the 70s.
0: Patricia? Yeah? Melissa can't get a passport. Why? She's adopted.
1: Oh, there's no. Birth. And uh, you know, uh, her
0: uh, her mother was a uh, one of the um, in one of the Indian tribes up around Seattle. It was there, you know. Her father was a uh, sailor at the naval base there. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, her mother was ostracized, and you know the child. You know, she was adopted out, but she could not get her original birth certificate which you have to have to get a passport. Oh, wow.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yep, the repercussions of crap. <laughs> Guess what it is? Yep. Mm-mm-mm. One of the things that is uh, interesting about all of this is how much rigidity is in their un- inability to be flexible. I know a fellow that lives up in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. This is very strange. He was he his mother that he called mother
2: was ac-
3: actually the mother of his half brothers. His father had had an affair. The woman got pregnant and uh i don't know if she died in childbirth or, or what it was but she was not he was actually wet nursed by his his you know her, his father's original wife
0: mm-hmm.
3: and he has no birth certificate they also have no record of him being in the military Wow, they they destroyed those records so it's very interesting what can be done and how it can ruin someone's life all because you gotta have a birth certificate and that's crack the total crack I'm
4: kind of feeling that in a way and I'm not this isn't, I'm not feeling sorry for myself but it feels like you know everything that's going on in, in the program we all met in is still dragging its heels you know and there's still a lot of us that are going to die before this happens and you try to get involved and it's like you're not even there I feel like I'm dead already you know
3: <laughs> yeah yeah well that's also the mindset that that is warping so much of what we're we're studying uh there. they're, they're is no real um, continuity that we can get hold of. There just isn't. So um, it, it. You've it, got to
4: take care of all the sick and hurting people first. You can't just go out and start businesses and ignore the sick and dying people. You know. <laughs> And it's wonderful to to go after education and starting this in the schools, but what are you going to do with the rest of us? Just wipe us off the planet and start over?
3: (laughs) Well, that's what they want because we've got too many people. That is the issue. There's just too many people. And so um, some of you got to go. And you, you, and you are going to be the ones that are going. You know, it's the old military thing. You, you, and you are volunteers. Go get killed. (laughs) I mean, isn't that true, uh, Colin, how they got volunteers? That's one way they did it.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: So uh, what we have to do is actually keep our balance of who we are. Because when you know who you actually are, like Patty, what you've been going through is your metamorphosis. You're going through what I call is the teenage growth. I had a, um, what was it? Uh, When I was in college, I had to take a psychology class. and In that psychology class, we talked about the fact that teenagers go through a point of rebellion, a low, and um, in that rebellion, they, they cancel out going to church. They don't want to be wearing the same clothes as everybody else. And look at how much that has affected how these kids dress, how they wear their hair, how they do anything. It has been so classically verified that we ha- have been programmed to go through that. And you, you want to hear
4: something funny? What is it? When I was when I was in jail, you know, they did your laundry and stuff. There was one woman's shirt in the small sizes that had one button on it that was a different color than the rest of the buttons. And every girl wanted that shirt. Why? Because it it had one different colored button on it. Because we all looked alike. You know, it was just the saddest thing. You know, I'm looking at this going... Meanwhile, I'm getting all this inheritance put on my books, and I'm going, oh, my God.
5: Yeah, you know.
4: A... Oh. Yeah. I didn't do well in the normal world. The criminals hated me worse than the normal people hated me,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and the guards hated me worse than the criminals hated me.
2: <laughs> well,
3: <sighs> the the point is that you were probably being more more honest than they wanted to hear. You never
4: know. Well, then I got in trouble for feeding my commissary to the animals out in the field. (laughs) And I would put out little stuff for the... We had had, uh, badgers out there. (laughs) They're pretty mean.
3: Badgers are terribly mean.
4: And you could see one once in a while, but the rock chucks were what I liked to feed, and they didn't like us feeding the rock chuck. What are those? Um, gophers. Oh, okay. And they just—they put bunches of holes all over everywhere.
3: Yeah, they do. They can break your leg, uh, horses. They're very bad to mm. horses. Yeah.
2: hmm Yeah. It's—it's—it's
3: so. it's, it's all part of this. Metal Make rock.
4: everybody the same up, and we're all fighting not to be the same,
3: because we're not the same. Correct. That's why medicine is cookie cutter. That's why clothing, you go into a department store, and they're all the same clothes, just one side is pink, one side is blue, one side is green, one side is orange, and it's a color difference, but you all look the same and I, that's why I never bought in the, in the, grocery, in the grocery store in the, uh, the department store because I just wasn't that kind of person
4: in the last two years I bought maybe two pairs of shoes and a couple things at Goodwill other than that I have not gone clothing shopping at all
1: well, I have
4: bags of clothes from the past and you know I am not into looking like everybody else I don't care what I've got on I have to be a
3: little careful
4: in the summertime to make sure I've got something on you know (laughs) and I I think I should have been born bohemian or something I think it should be natural you know men walk around without shirts on why can't women and I'll tell you what I've seen some pretty ugly men boobies and it makes me sick.
3: <laughs> you got that right.
2: <laughs> so. Men
3: get, uh, men get uh, breast cancer, too, because of those size of boobies.
2: They are getting
3: breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So there's there's, you know, it's the hormonal. It's the whatever's. And we have to keep looking at, are we putting it out there or are we putting it on ourselves? So it it is about our words. I had a teacher, I can't tell you, this is so funny, my English class, there's a gentleman there, tall, good-looking Irishman. He's just turned 60. And he says, I don't know how long I have to live. I'm very healthy and I don't know lo- how long I have to live, and I wanted to slap them upside the face. So when we, <laughs> decided, uh, we had to give kind of a, in Toastmaster, we call it an icebreaker. You tell a little bit about yourself. You don't have to write much, just some certain points. One of the points that he had on there, in 20 years, what do you want people to remember? So I said, in 20 years when we meet, I'll be 95 and a half And uh, I will have more things to be doing. And uh, if you see me, you can ask me about my moped, which is the three-wheel moped that's over there. And I have a helmet, and I told him what was on the helmet that brought down the house. But it it was the fact that I wanted to tell this man in a gentle way, what you say is what you're going to get. He will be dead in a matter of years by the way he's talking. So, it is what we say and it is what we get.
4: And sometimes you have to be thrust into a life-threatening illness and sometimes they don't come out of it even then. I remember that lady at the hospital screaming and yelling about the way that lady was singing the Star Spangled Banner and I'm thinking, I don't want them to be like that when it's my turn to go. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. That's because
4: it's beautiful. I'm I'm all excited about it. Maybe that's what changed in me. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting, but I hear it's even better than being born. It's got to be. Nobody's going to hit me after I die. <laughs>
3: You're too funny. Too funny. Yeah, part of the thing about any of this is your attitude towards it. (laughs) Totally, your attitude towards it.
4: I was 45 years old before I realized that not everybody thought exactly alike. I still have problems with that to this day. That people don't. And I see things so differently than other people that six months down the road, somebody will tell me something I said or did, and it will be completely different than what I had met back at the time. So it's like, you're a liar. You're lying to me
3: about what I did.
4: And no, they're not lying. That's just how they took it.
3: That's the point <laughs> you have to get. It's how they took it for where they were at that time.
2: So we're all
3: at a different point each day. We never stay the same because if you're even in the now and you don't even know you're in the now, it's totally different. It's totally bloody different. And uh, one of the great things about that is we can have the variety of it.
4: And you can't program, you know. I went to bed. It was snowing to beat heck. And I got up this morning going, ready to let the dogs out. And I go, I ah, bet there's a whole bunch of snow out there. And I threw open the back door and it's gone.
2: <laughs>
4: there, you there you are. So, that's good.
3: That's, good. that's anticipation. you were. Excited. Something and you got I
4: feel a storm coming. I can feel it coming in. We're going to get something here. Oh, well, I'm sure I the, can
3: it's going
4: it. it get here. I think they've taken the harp system away from them, but I don't know <laughs> whether well, they have or not.
3: Well, what was it about the harp? They said they couldn't afford it anymore or something. They'd done so much damage. They couldn't afford it anymore. Give me a break. So I don't know.
4: Well realizing that the people that were actually working there in Alaska didn't even know what they were doing. You see that I, I, I
3: not believe
0: very well. that What is it? It's called, it's called compartmentalization. Right. You only know mm-hmm. enough to do your job. Yeah. But yes, and that's
4: what I've been looking at for the last two weeks. Is that word, right there, compartmentalization. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I refused to go in the service when they finally decided to take me, because they wanted—they wouldn't tell me what they wanted me to do. Well, you know, they told me it was to do had something to do with airplane engines. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You're going to put me in the service to do something on airplane engines, and there's going to be nothing but men, and I'm going to be the only woman, and all these men are going to say, you want to do a man's job? You lift that engine all by yourself. And I looked at the guy, and I went, oh, no. (laughs) Nope, not me. (laughs) By the time they decided to take me I had decided I didn't and you know what would have happened to me if I went in the military? Oh my god. Oh. Great <laughs> I'd have come out the worst bull dike you'd have ever known. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: It's very true. Oh.
3: I mean it's it it is about what, are, what is their purpose about putting the women in? And well, Colin, you've been in the service. Men were taught to protect women, and here they yeah. are, the women bellying up to the to the guns and doing all the other stuff. In in Israel, it was a necessary thing because they didn't have the manpower. But that doesn't mean the women stopped being women. They just stopped being, uh, you know, looked down on because they became just as ferocious as the men because they were protecting their country. Yep. We all do that.
4: And they were just starting to go into the service when call it, when I was, when we were kids. Mm-hmm. You know, now, it's, now there are a lot of women that go in, but...
3: And they're raped, pillaged, and plundered. The, the raping, my my brother was telling me the amount of raping that goes on in this country, he said, is the hidden crime. He said there are women between the ages of, of probably teenhood, but most of them wouldn't say anything because it was their boyfriend. But the... Uh, The issue is that they are, um, from up into their 30s, they're date-raped. There are all sorts of different things that happen to them. And nobody seems to know anything about it. I saw
4: a survey yesterday that they did on young men. And they asked them uh, two questions. The first one question was, if you could get away with it, would you rape someone and about like one seventeen 17 percent or something said they yes but then they reworded the question and they said would you forcibly have sex with a woman and it went way way up when they used forcibly instead of rape Mm -hmm. that the men thought forcibly making a woman have sex was different than raping a woman. Ah. Mhm.
3: Yeah. It,
0: yeah. It all comes. It all comes back to words. That's right. That's right. Weird.
3: And and it it really comes down to um, domestic violence. How many of these young men have seen domestic violence in their own homes against their mothers or uh, sisters? Yeah. And they 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 go, oh, that, oh my dad used to do that. They don't realize their prob their sister was probably being raped by the father and couldn't say anything. Say that's, that's the the criminality behind a lot of it. I see lo uh Loss is on and Lola's on. Hi everybody. Hello. Well, Welcome Hi.
5: To... Hi. Welcome we... to my den of sickness.
2: <laughs> yeah. you sick.
5: All I'm right. Grandbaby.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which make means brief I'm going
5: to be getting it. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're reprogramming
4: your brain. I've, You're not. I'm, reprogram- already,
5: it. I'm, I'm already feeling it.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, <Yeah>. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: At least yeah. get on airborne. It, it really can help it. I. I get oh, on airborne, it can slow it down, man.
5: Yeah, I'm doing a whole bunch of essential oils and a bunch of stuff to get me cleared out and at least keep it on a track. I'm gonna start doing some transdermal magnesium too. I sent I sent an email about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's um. Here, use this a minute. I'll get it. Uh, um, I think the whole issue with my eyes has to do with the lack of magnesium. I've been taking magnesium, but I don't think it's really getting where it needs to go. Because uh-huh. when I look at all the symptoms for magnesium. You know, sim, You know, the symptoms for the lack of magnesium. I have a bunch of them. Issues swallowing. The. Inability to be able to lose weight, even though I do all this other stuff, to, to, should be able to work for that. Um, my eyes are the biggest thing, so I'm gonna try it and see what happens. I'm curious, very curious.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, I didn't mean I didn't mean to change the subject of everything, but oh, no, that's good. That's good.
2: And,
3: and part of the thing that I wanted to ask was. How did it work with you doing the ginger and the onions and um did you feel any Like Grape,
4: grapefruit? I thank, thank
3: you.
5: Yeah. What I've what I I don't see so much immediate, you know, like knock your socks off type of stuff. Mm-hmm. No. I I do feel a little bit of the eyes watering from the inside out. You know, like how you peel onions. You know how your eyes start watering. Well, well mine don't water while I'm juicing the stuff, but when I, as soon as I drink it, my eyes start watering, <laughs> which is really kind of weird. Um, What's, in bonk, What's in it? What's in it? I can't
4: remember. I have
5: grapefruit, ginger, and onion. What yeah. would happen
4: if you switched the onion with and use garlic instead?
5: I don't
4: know. Hmm. I, I like garlic. I, I'm going to try doing it with garlic, just for the heck of it.
5: And there's well, you no... Know, I, I, I take a lot of garlic, so I...
4: Do you? you okay.
2: Know. Yeah, I mean, You I, guys?
1: A lot. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but i was um, gonna. I was going to say, I, Patty, you're in Facebook all the time. Did you see that garlic soup recipe go through? Kind of, I, I think. I made that. Yeah, I did. It yeah, is did. absolutely wonderful. Oh, my God. And you'd think a whole ball of garlic, and then you put it in tin foil and you olive oil it, and you wrap it up and put it in the oven for 180 degrees for like an hour, hour and a half, and just kind of bake it. And then you take those, and you crush it and chop it all up and and a whole it said two whole onions and i only used one whole onion it was a big one and you saute that in olive oil and butter and dump those the um the um the garlic in it and then you cook that together and then you add um a whole container of i put natural uh, chicken broth low sodium And I ended up putting two of them in because it said three cups of breadcrumbs, and I used gluten-free breadcrumbs, and or bread, uh, broken up bread, and um, I used like what I would make for turkey dressing. And anyway, you don't need the full three, so I ended up using two boxes of the chicken broth, and then just simmer that. And I'm not sure if there was something else in it or not. I can't remember. It is so tasty. It said salt and pepper to taste, and mm. I really put no salt in it because the uh, it was salty enough. And it's mm. really good. I I thought, oh my God, a whole thing of garlic. Who could eat that? It doesn't smell garlicky. It doesn't taste. It's mm. just really a tasty soup. And I've been eating it in the evening. So. Wow.
3: How has it been helping your body with uh, what uh, Orsha is going to?
1: You know, I haven't noticed it helping anything yet because I'm still eating enough garbage during the day. That, But the point is, it is a really good tasty soup. It's easy to make. It's all natural. So if you want something lighter, and then I froze it. I ate it two meals, and then I froze it in bags for serving size so that I could just pull a bag out of the freezer and have it in the evening. Because to me, that's when I'm, I mean, I'm doing, Orpha, I, I must have the same, I must have the magnesium too because all the symptoms you were saying I have also. And um, which means we're probably not digesting the magnesium properly. But at least if I don't, if I eat a lighter soup or something in the evening, I'm not eating something heavy because I've gained about 20 pounds again, too. Whatever I've gained, lost, I gained back. And so I'm, you know, I'm hoping that well, something...
5: Well, as far as the magnesium goes, it's not so much that we're not digesting it, we're not absorbing it, and we're getting rid of it by the different things that we're, we're doing um, that... Uh, make our bodies get rid of it as opposed to utilizing it. And um, it's like, I'm going to send, some, there's a hand. I was, I was going to get the oil, which isn't really an oil. It's just that it's, it, there's so constant. So, sure. My mouth didn't want to work today. Um, it's so concentrated in this water um, that it, it feels oily, but it's not. It's just a water emulsion. But I can't spray that on my face, which is where I want to put it, because of my eyes. Um, and so I'm going to get the lotion, because you can put that on your face. But I, I, the whole thing with my eyes is a muscle... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it goes on my hands, too. <laughs> It doesn't go on your face; it goes on your knees. <laughs> um, but she's already I'll, mothering you.
2: Isn't oh, that
4: yeah.
2: cute? <laughs> Isn't
5: that
4: cute?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, but the like one, I think it says one teaspoon of this lotion carries 185 milligrams of magnesium. But it's one of the. What I wasn't sure of was how what the, the different types of magnesium and in that article um there were three links that I I saved one was the 10 different well one was the basic thing about the magnesium one was 10 signs of magnesium deficiency mm. and the third one was um kind of showing the different ways to The product, but I'm not promoting the product, but hey, you know, (laughs) if you want to go ahead and get it, because that's what I'm going to be getting. But anyway, doing things like uh, diuretics, you know, like where you're drinking coffee or tea or any of those kinds of things is going to deplete magnesium. If you're drinking things, well, and soda, I've never... I never drink soda, but um, I can't remember all off the top of my head, but there's there's a lot of different things. The one thing about magnesium is our bodies do not make it. We have to supplement it from food. It, it, if you don't have a real big magnesium deficiency, and the signs tell you how to tell how bad off you are, um, you can probably get it through just different kinds of you know some food like seeds and and nuts have a lot of magnesium in them um cocoa has magnesium in it um trying to think about which which of the green veggies i i'm I'm wanting to say the green leafy but i for some reason that's not the one standing out in my head but um anyway we have to supplement and if if we've if you've had surgery or if you're stressed out, all of this stuff depletes magnesium out of your body. And if you're not replacing it, it, the longer you go without replacing magnesium, the more deficient you become. Mm -hmm. Now, my mom, when I was looking at all of the things to determine that, the only one that she can possibly fit into is that she's in the 55 or older category. Hello, that's most of us here on this call <laughs> she's ninety five she's in she's actually for ninety five years old she is in excellent health um she's she's actually like fallen and broken her hip once, which the doctor said he has never seen such a clean break in all of his life. It took her like a couple weeks to recover wow mm. um, the she messed up her hand once she fell in it. Actually slid her hand over. Um, in other words, if you just it's like if you were to chop off the hand and move it over about an inch. That's not how my mom's hand was and it's since moved back into place where it's supposed to be. She 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 juices a green drink every day and a fruit drink every day. I mean, that's more Um, than I do. Um, She doesn't eat very much, though. So this is, you know, she doesn't do a lot of cooking and stuff like that. So her basic nutrition comes through her her juicing drinks, which is good. Is she small? Let me finish. What
3: about your Mom? Uh,
5: She, um... I'm sure she doesn't buy organic, <laughs> so she's still getting chemicals and and stuff of that nature, but, you know, she's still doing some good things. Um, I, I'm in much awe of my mom. And but I yes, think Patty, she's, that... She's probably five, two, or three. I mean, she's not very tall, very thin. Um, yeah. Not very, very thin, but she's she's just a nice little petite woman. You know, <laughs> it's like if I look like her at ninety-five, I will be so impressed with myself.
1: Uh, I think but, that one thing that we're not realizing is that they didn't get all the chemicals when they were young, and mm-hmm. it goes to show that look at their body. My mom's ninety, going to be ninety-one this year, and she looks. I mean, she doesn't. She gets sick now and then. She's got things. But compared to me at 67, I'm going, look at these older generations that grew up without, with clean air and clean food. They grew their food. They didn't have all the chemicals. What is going to happen? I mean, your mom is doing wonderful. And I think it's the genes, those older genes. And that's probably the last generation if we don't do something to change it
2: right mm-hmm.
1: and, and and that and that's why
5: i'm thinking if i give her some of this magnesium lotion for her that will be i think sufficient um you know the thing is always. about magnesium magnesium helps well actually magnesium and calcium work kind of hand in hand yeah, awesome. um we we have a tendency to you know, supplement our calcium, but if you don't have the magnesium to go, it's like they're flip sides of the coin. Just like salt and right. potassium are flip sides, they have to work together. You have to have both of them, and if you don't, you're you're being lopsided, and you're getting too much of something and not enough of another. You're absorbing something or maybe not absorbing something else, but you have to have. You know both the magnesium and the calcium, but I think I would get enough calcium. I
3: don't need never, more.
5: I've never had um, a broken bone in my life, knock on wood. Um, but I can tell you know if you if you have leg cramps, I think restless leg syndrome has is a great deal to do with magnesium. Mm-hmm. Just reading this stuff. If you have any kind of muscle twitching, cramping, all the stuff, it's magnesium deficiency. Wow. Know if you
3: That's look, at, if you look at the actual ingredients on anything that has calcium in it, or even your supplements, the magnesium is less and less, and you need the magnesium as you've been saying, or for extremely more so, you need it twice as much as the calcium because the calcium won't work unless you got the magnesium.
5: Well, and the thing is, our bodies produce calcium too.
3: Absolutely, and we get it in everything.
5: Right, everything has calcium. But the thing is, the magnesium, you know, you don't want the magnesium oxide. Um, I found out the Mm -hmm. magnesium citrate is good, but when I was looking at... When I was looking at... You know, because that article breaks down the different types of magnesium out there and how to tell what ones you should be looking at. Well, one of uh, the the magnesium citrate, it's more absorbable, but it's manufactured. Right. It's not, it's not a natural magnesium. And I thought, well, that's very interesting, so I really want to get out of that, but this this brand of um magnesium supplementation uh that's in this article they they've found a it's an underground um, i don't, i forget what he what he called it
1: mineral field
5: something like that, but it's underground and it's been uh, you know it's like from yeah, it's been buried for thousands of years ago, yeah, it's never been touched, but it's magnesium chloride, and magnesium chloride is one of the original magnesiums, but this this magnesium that they've found is not is not pampered with, I guess you could say, um, yeah, you, know, you just keep sneezing there, baby, just blow right on. <laughs> oh. While we're talking about
2: this, I have a
5: bottle of
4: pills here that I'm looking at and and I'm looking at the magnesium in it. And the first magnesium on it it says magnesium as oxide citrate amino acid. Cli- yeah,
5: now, now the now the oxide it's it's a it's that's the least absorbable that's the kind of magnesium oxide you can go out and find on the sandy beaches
4: it's cheap okay
5: that's why they use oxide you know, that's the kind, okay. that's why you 'll find magnesium oxide in everything i mean if
4: it, okay well, let me, everything let that me,
5: has magnesium in it it's going to be oxide unless you 're specifically
4: that let me let me finish it okay. and it has another magnesium in it as amino acid cleate. And then it has, at the bottom, it has um, silica as magnesium silicate, silicate, horsetail stem. Hmm. I'm These not- are mega minerals. That. These are Dr. Cut Cutler's mega minerals. And um. those are the three... It has three different kinds of... Or three different things about magnesium on it. I'm going to take them just to see if they'll help. <laughs> i forgot these... Well, yeah, I mean,
5: here. I'm... I'm still going to take my magnesium, you know, citrate until I get, you know, my other stuff. But I... For as long as I... And I'm taking 1,000 milligrams a day of this magnesium stuff.
4: Oh, really? Um, this is only 2 milligrams.
5: Um... Oh you can you can well the thing with magnesium is uh, the reason I'm going to try the transdermal
2: um
5: application is because when it goes through your digestive tract it is hard to digest mm-hmm. and well and if you get too much it'll cause diarrhea so a lot of people don't want to go through that and they so ah. get the magnesium but that's how you can Actually what I would do is I would take it until you have the diarrhea, then back off back down. That I took you know some of those it.
4: yesterday and I did get diarrhea last night.
5: Okay. Thank you well for telling me that. <laughs> just take a little bit less until you no longer have diarrhea. Then you've probably found your you know the amount. But we should be getting at least three hundred milligrams a day of magnesium. Which I'm sure most of us don't. But see, with the transdermal, and you can, uh, if you soak in Epsom salts, you're getting magnesium.
2: Mm-hmm. If,
5: you know, you can, you know, there's a lot of ways to get magnesium. It's just, you know, people don't realize that they need to be doing this. I, I won't do the bath salts and the Epsom salts because my bathtub is. Um, not I gotta watch my watch my language here. Um, <laughs> it is, is not conducive to sitting and soaking. <laughs> I can't get the water. You know, I can't stretch out. I can't get the water up high enough to even come close to covering me. So it's it's useless for me to sit. It's very uncomfortable and and everything. So until I. Or unless I get a different bathtub, I'm not going to use that route. <clears throat> but it's still going through the skin. Um, the the oil. Th- there's also a gel, and I don't know if I think you can use the oil part, but the gel works better. The, ah, there's gel and something else um, that you can use for like massaging it in, and that. That works really good that way, but um, the the oil you can spray it on, which is what I was thinking. Well, that would be cool. I could just you know spritz it, you know, my legs, my arms, whatever. But I can't I can't do it on my face. So I'm, and I don't know why. Maybe that's because it might run into my eyes or something. I don't know. But the lotion, I thought, well, maybe the lotion is what I need to do. Um, so that's what I'm. What I try. did was
1: mix mix the oil, I get the oil, the magnesium oil, and I get natural lotion, and I put some of the lotion in my hand and dump some of the magnesium and mix it together in my hand and then spread it all over my body. Yeah, So,
5: and, and if you're good at, you know, figuring out how much magnesium you're getting in that way, you know, that's great. I don't know that I'm going to pay that much attention to it. Well,
1: I don't, well, I don't think advice. I, I don't pay any attention. At least I'm getting magnesium and I wasn't before. Right. So, Right. And can I, you overdose yeah. on magnesium?
5: No. You can, you can, but it's not the kind of overdose you would think. It's, it's over, you can get too much magnesium, but I think it's when you're taking it through your digestive tract. Um, now, if you're, Doing a lot of magnesium and you're absolutely getting no calcium, um, then you might have issues because, like I said, you, they work together. They it, it's like with the potassium. They're
3: and synergistic. Salt.
5: Yeah, um, and I
4: don't think our doctors were taught about synergy. <laughs> well, they, they don't.
3: know they
5: talk about drugs. I mean, that's what they're taught about, and yeah, it's you know, I I was just. Uh, when I came upon this whole magnesium thing, and I've been, like I said, I've been looking at magnesium, but I hadn't found the right information to tell me exactly, here comes my forensic thing, how it works. How does it, that work down on the cellular level? I don't... I, I I was taking magnesium. I heard that the citrate was more digest or more absorbable. But... You know, I'm still, you know, well, I, I've actually been off of coffee for a couple of weeks, and I, I'm, I'm taking tea, but it's a, it, the herbal teas, teas that are, you know, kind of roasted to taste like coffee, which that doesn't really, I don't think it tastes like coffee. Anyway, um, I am getting more used to getting away from the coffee now whether it's the coffee or the caffeine i don't know that's the diuretic part but i was thinking well why don't i just drink decaf coffee well decaf coffee is super processed to get the caffeine out so that i don't want either You know, <laughs> trying to stay away from the processed stuff although i still get processed stuff but i'm eliminating one thing at a time. So I didn't think that decaffeinated coffee was the way to go either. So trying the teas, ones that have, you know, the herbs and spices in them are natural energy boosters. I know I was going through, I think the headaches that I was getting these last couple weeks has been due to caffeine withdrawal. (laughs) Um, But... I don't seem to be having that as much, but, you know, not taking the diuretic, you know, is my, is that magnesium that I'm taking, is it more absorbable now? I don't know. Am I processing it? I don't know. But I think, well, what I do know is that it hasn't helped my eyes any, because my eyes, I, I don't have something like macular degeneration or cataracts. I don't have that. I as long as my eyes can stay open, I can see perfectly. Everybody keeps trying to give me, you know, things about macular degeneration and stuff like that. That's not what I have. Mine is a muscle squeezing. And it and talk about headaches, that when you, that happens all day long. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's like somebody's driving railroad stakes through my eyes and my temples. And it's just the, the muscles just squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. Um, but it's called bluffer spasms and what it does is it, it keeps making your eyelids close, open and close, open and close. Well, the, I forget which one the magnesium does for muscles. I think the, the calcium causes the contractions and if you don't have enough magnesium, you don't get the relaxation part of that process so your muscles are in a constant state of contracting and this makes absolute total sense for my eyes Um, I mean it had like muscle contraction muscle twitching and it was even talking about the eyes and I'm going oh my gosh (laughs) I think I found it (laughs) because I've been dealing with this for some 20 years Mm. And wow. I, I had been taking, you know, I went at first when I didn't know what it was all about, and trying to get rid of the pain and everything. Oh, you need Botox injections?
4: Oh God!
2: Oh, God.
5: So
4: that's what they're doing to my neighbor.
5: Time.
4: Ooh. What? The Botox, Botox injections, and they're not working. They're not working for her headaches.
5: I don't know if I'd take it for headaches. That wasn't what I was taking it for. What I was taking it for was, I mean, I would get three shots right in my eyelid. No, not Talk about hurt. All you got to do is take your fingernails, take two fingernails and pinch your eyelids. No, 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 (laughs) no, no.
2: no. And I'll get
5: three of them in my eyelids and it, it relaxed those muscles. And I was able to, it, it, I'll tell you what, it, it, did feel good because they finally quit squeezing so bad. I, you know, couldn't. Okay, good girl. Um, it, it, and it would last for twelve to fourteen weeks, and then I'd go back and get more injections. And I did that probably for oh about a year. Oh yeah, good job. Um, mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> Crazy how they get so excited about something, a pair of slippers, you <laughs> know, <was> like,
2: okay.
5: <laughs> oh, to be young again, out of a child's eyes, no, do not be running with that. Um, but anyway, when I finally got, you know, it started lasting longer and longer for it to not, you know, for the contractions not to keep coming back, but... It got to the point where, you know, I just don't want to go back for those. I just don't. The shot that itself. Was, that was yeah. before I was, you know, started learning about all the stuff I shouldn't be doing. Um, but now that I know, I'm certainly not going to go back for any Botox injections, but I need to find relief. And I think this magnesium is what's going to do it. I, okay. I have not found anything so far yet that even remotely comes close to addressing that issue and I can't find a cause for it but I think now this makes sense if you know if I because I get a lot of calcium but and I'm trying to take magnesium but apparently this magnesium I'm taking is not really getting to where it needs to go because it certainly hasn't fixed my eye problem yet um, and I don't know if has anything to do with it? But I mean, I drink a lot of water a day, but I can tell I'm dehydrated, and I'm I'm wondering if magnesium, you know, lack of it has you know something to do with that too. I don't know, but I'll I'm finding I'm going to find out. And by the way, my next cellular analysis is February fifth. Okay. All right.
1: How often which do they the
5: third, do that cellular analysis? Day. Um he he comes back into town about every three or four months. He lives in Indiana. He travels around and oh, does Anna. this in different um this is Anna. Yeah, you're Anna, I know. Um, <laughs> um and Blaze is Blaze. Um, <laughs> she's so cute. um he comes around, like I said, every three or four months, and the next time he's going to be back in town is February 5th. I just, I've just decided, well, I'm going to get my name on his list until I'm satisfied that I have a good enough running, I don't know really you want to call it a calculation or not, I don't know, but a good enough picture of where I came from and where I'm, where I am now, you know? The first time I went in there... I, I don't know where I came from. I've done a lot of stuff, you know, before I even started doing these things. I I've done a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I've been getting off all the garbage food. Here, you drink that. Not out of the cup. I'm not turning you loose with an open cup. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> that's just begging for trouble. <laughs> but the um i mean what what i've what I found was good that's not yours. do you know where his is Anna okay, go find it for him, please um, the i I mean, I was already doing the chlorella, I've been eating the organic food, I've you know quit smoking, I've done all this stuff before I ever did the first analysis. So I don't know what things were before I did that. And according to him, he said, he says, well, you got some things going on, but he says, really, you've been dealt a pretty good deck of cards here.
2: So I'm thinking, well, okay. <laughs> I
5: just, I don't know. Um, so I'm, but I'm going from that point now. I mean, the second one that I took, I had an improvement even from the first time, so I know I'm doing stuff right. I know I'm getting there. Um, I've, I've at the second time there was stuff that I wasn't able to find that he was suggesting I take, which I've now been taking for about three months now. So it'll be interesting to see how much of a change even from the second time. So I'm excited about this cellular analysis, because it's really telling me some stuff. and um, I'm and so glad there's... you share it with all of us, because
4: it's like, you're the doctor, and we're all just sitting here going,
5: yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not really,
4: I'm
5: not a doctor. But <laughs> well, you're I, the doctor I, for so... you. <laughs> oh. You can well, yeah. play doctor
4: with yourself. <laughs> well, I've had
5: medical training, and I've had forensic training, and so I, mm-hmm. I I, I love detail, and I like finding out what those fine details that most people don't care anything about, um, which is fine, you know, all of us don't like forensics, but I, I want to know what the cause of whatever it is is. Of course, I guess that depends on what the definition of it is right?
2: <laughs>
5: I just had to throw that in there. Um, yep. So I'm I'm excited about this. I can't wait to get my magnesium. Um, and I'm I am going to when I send it to my mom though I am going to inform my sister that it's not just regular hand lotion. Um. So she's aware of it, and I think it may even help with her. See, I also have this problem with swallowing. There's a – my dad had it, and I think a couple of other of my siblings might have that too. I don't know um, what – in a minute. Um,
2: oh, okay, Grammy.
5: Oh. I love Grammy. I love Grammy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a, a gra- gr- Granny Orpha. I'm yeah. not a doctor, she says. No. She says I'm I'm not a doctor now. She's not. <laughs> anyway, um, it's, I I like to try and figure. I mean, if I don't do anything, it's not gonna help me. And I've always been somewhat of a guinea pig for myself. You know, because I if I if I can't do it for myself and do it with myself and to myself, I'm certainly not going to tell anybody else to do it. You know, or tell them how to do it. You know, and that's it right there, Oprah. That is the
4: most important thing anybody could ever say. How can you sell something to somebody else? When you don't even know if it works for you, yeah, right.
5: And if I and you know, I
4: love just, that about you. Well,
5: thank you, <laughs> but I, I, you know, if this, if the magnesium clears up my eyes and and I wind up losing weight from doing this and my swallowing improves, I'm on the road to health. I'll tell wow. you, the biggest things that have been holding me back, and I think once I get those issues taken care of. I'm sure, because magnesium makes a big difference in your blood, too. You know, like blood pressure and stuff? I've got that issue. I, and I I don't...
4: It could uh, be the I, blood pressure causing the eye stuff, right?
5: I don't think the blood no. pressure is causing the eye stuff. I think the blood, pressure is, well, the blood pressure is a symptom. Blood pressure is not a cause
4: mm-hmm. of anything. Okay.
5: Blood pressure is a symptom. And besides that, we look at the blood pressure as something that we should be concerned about. Mm -hmm. Well, you should be concerned about it if you don't have any. Um, (laughs) If you don't have any, you're dead. (laughs) Exactly. And they keep trying to have us stop our blood pressure, you know, bring our blood pressure down. Well, if you're doing aerobics exercise, you want that blood pressure up. What we should be looking at is the pulse Pressure. Now the pulse pressure. If you get your blood pressure and you subtract the bottom number from the top number, the bottom number is the diastolic and the top number is the systolic number. That you're going to get a range. Um, Forty, I think, forty degrees. You know, difference between the two is like normal. I, I'm still looking into that as far as what is range that's normal. That if you go above that range or below that range, you're hitting danger points. But the pulse pressure is what we want. It, if you're, if you take your, if you take your blood pressure, and the blood pressure itself is high, that's okay. You probably were doing some. You were probably doing something that needed the blood to, you know, get pushed on through. The pulse pressure, though, tells you if you have issues causing the blood pressure to actually need to be pushed harder or, try, or slowed down, you know, more you know, vasodilators dilate your blood vessels to where the blood doesn't move as fast. So that's not a good thing either. And they keep trying to tell us, you know, bring it down, bring it down. But that's not what you want to work on. It's the pulse pressure, those degrees in between those two numbers that you need to worry about. And that should remain pretty much the same no matter what your blood pressure is. If you're doing aerobics and you take your blood pressure, you may get... 210 over, you know, 150, which is okay as long as that pulse pressure is still within 40 degrees of each other or something. 40 is what I'm hearing should be the norm, but, you know, they keep trying to have us bring that blood pressure down. Well, if you're doing aerobics and your blood ain't moving, because you're trying to keep it down, guess what's going to happen to you? You ain't going to make it on that treadmill.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: You're not going to be able to run around that block because your blood is not able to move with you. <laughs> you know, there's there's a reason they call it death. You know, um, so. I don't, I don't, and I'm going to educate my doctor the next time I see him about that. Because I, I haven't been taking any blood pressure medicine now for over a year, and he doesn't know that yet. Now, when I look at my pulse pressure, it is higher, but I know I've got other issues too. I know, you know, the, this weight gain that I've had ever since my husband passed away is not good, but I can't seem to get rid of it and it's it all happened with these drugs that the doctors gave me, trying to get over the depression and adjust my blood pressure medicine. You know? and now I've got this additional weight on top of the fifty pounds I gained with my first child that never went away because I had a topical top, ectopic pregnancy, <laughs> which about killed me. But um, wow, you know I'm I'm you know this is this is what I look for. I look for why. Why am I, you know, not able to get rid of this weight? Well you need mag that's my love. (laughs) Oh man. Talk about just a whole Is that the
4: baby or is that the little girl?
5: That's my grandson.
4: Oh, that is screaming.
5: That is the screaming that I have been dealing with ever since he was a newborn infant. That's plays, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's plays. And uh, see his mom is able to ignore that. And I'm going, How do you ignore that? I really don't know how you ignore that. It like saws my head off, you know.
4: <laughs> like, He's gonna be a
5: singer. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. with the boy He's got the voice for it. Well, see, that's the kind of voice I used to have when I used to sing. So I ruined my voice. I, I could use my voice as a whistle because I could sound like that. <laughs> Cracked one day, and I haven't been able to hit those notes ever since. <laughs> Clapped. What did I do?
4: You're and now smoking. it's all come back You're- to you and your grandson. <laughs>
1: Your smoking so, damaged your vocal cords. Mine did mine, too. I wasn't I, couldn't,
5: when I when I had that happen. That was in eighth grade. I did that.
1: Oh. But your um, voice lowers. It changes your vocal cords. It changes your voice lower. So I... And it. mine doesn't... I mean, I knew I was doing it when I was smoking. I could tell that it was... And I kept thinking, I'll quit, I'll quit. Well, by the time I did quit, I... I can't sing like... I mean, I was I've i got songs I've taped, but I can't sing at all anymore.
5: Well, I think we can we can fix that. I, I do mm-hmm. honestly believe I could, you know, fix my vocal cords as long as I fix the underlying issues. And I think magnesium may have a great deal to do with this.
1: I um, think smokers lose more magnesium than a normal person does. Well, I, I well, do yeah. believe that.
5: It, it's just like...
1: And the other bad
5: thing that you know we put into our bodies it depletes the magnesium the so, so it yeah, depletes everything funky. i think
1: it yeah I think it literally depletes every every nutrition nu- nutrient out of our body, it sucks it dry, and once i mean I don't know about you, but it just sucked my nervous system totally dry, and it's doing it to my daughter now. And I'm saying to her, for God's sake, can you not see this? Get off the cigarette. It's, you've got to get some nutrition back in your body. They well, think that you, we, we all think that's going to calm us down when we do that. And I could finally feel that it wasn't calming me. It was doing the adverse. Well, it's, it's just
5: like drinking coffee. We think that, you know, it gives us energy, but really it's depleting our energy. That's and I didn't right. realize that until I quit drinking coffee. Yeah. Um, Not to say that I still don't want a cup of coffee because I like the smell of it. I like the taste of it, just like a cigarette. I like the smell of them. I like the taste of them still. Well, I don't, I haven't tasted one for a long time. So, I, you know, it's been, um, well, it'll be three years April for me. So I'm, you know, I'm, but I, I'm definitely addicted to cigarettes. You know, I always will be. I, I love. I, I made I love it. it when I'm I walk ten, outside of a store and someone's outside smoking. i kind of just kind of wander there and <laughs> take a whiff, you know, just, just because I want the smell. You know, I like the smell of it. You know, now anybody that's never been a smoker, that's a disgusting smell. But I know that it still attracts me, so I know I'm still addicted. I know I'm. I have I, ten I have years in
1: February. Oh that I have not had one drag off a of cigarette. I quit, laid him down. I haven't had a drag in 10 years. Yep, yeah. I've made it, it 10 years. Free.
5: Yeah, that's, huh? that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I had tried to quit before, but it never, never worked, and that was because I just wasn't really prepared to do that. But it was always when my husband was still alive, too, and he would quit smoking. I'd quit smoking for him because he had, like, two lung surgeries, so it'd quit to, you know, get off of cigarettes and then he'd start back up again and it just ticked me off. So <laughs> I'd start back up again too. But my husband finally, still smokes and he, Yeah. He can lay 'em well, right
1: down on the table and I don't even they don't even affect me at all. I'm a total yeah. non smoker. It's amazing.
5: Um yeah, I, yeah. Somebody could lay a pack of cigarettes down in front of me now, and I, you know, I wouldn't pick one up. But still, doesn't mean I don't want one. But I've, I've kicked the habit. That I think is the hardest part to do. The hand to mouth thing, you know, is a big part of it. You know, what? If, that's why most people that quit smoking gain weight because they eat. I didn't do that, but. I had this whole depression thing going on and
2: medications
5: and doctors decided they were going to try and change for me. But, anyway. I think our
4: voices do get lower, though, as we get older. Because my sister doesn't smoke at all. And our voices sound exactly alike. Now, maybe I'm using that as an excuse, but she's never smoked. But her voice is lowered too.
1: But mine went know. back Just up. Start. Mine went up and changed back a lot after I quit smoking and went back. If I listen to myself now, like on a recording, versus when I was smoking, it it totally went back up a, a few octaves wow. since I quit.
4: Not octaves. No, sure. not always, octaves. I've
1: always had a lower a lower
5: type of voice. Um. I. Yours probably went up because your voice wasn't a naturally low voice.
1: Yeah, maybe.
5: So, you know,
1: I, I, yeah, I sang high soprano at one point in time. I mean, if I was in choir, I sang high soprano.
5: Yeah, at one that's point. Where, that's where I do too, but that doesn't. My my voice was still, for talking. I still had a low sounding voice. Huh. Um,
4: I can, I can remember my vocal teacher saying. It's a crime to make you sing for a soprano, Patty. You have a, an awful voice, and you're going to ruin your voice, but you're the only one that can sing those high notes. <laughs> <laughs> but now I can sing lower than most men.
5: Yeah, yeah I, I am a good center. <laughs> good center. Also I can do, but I, I used can to sing the soprano. No, uh, that's what I want to get back to. But you know, it, it's all process. I, I think once we all find how to really heal ourselves, find out what's going on with each of us, that we now know, okay, that's what I need to fix, and that's what I need to fix, and that's what I need to take care of. Once we're able to do those, and we know how to do that, um, and we get our bodies back into the perfect health and shape that it was meant to be I'll be able to sing it for a first soprano again no problem
4: and the whole planet is lifting its consciousness
5: and as that happens we all get better
4: you know I think, well, I,
5: think I think consciousness comes with your knowledge um, the, the more we learn the more conscious we become and that is not going to come about if we're being couch potatoes watching tv sucking on a soda ain't gonna happen you know and there's a lot of people out there that do that um don't get exercise don't eat right they don't care if they you know shove a whole bunch of potato chips in their mouth that are laden with god knows how much nasty fat um now it's not the fats it's bad really but it's the because of the way they're fried, they become trans fats. I mean, the whole there was a whole illusion thing, illusionary thing going on that fat made you fat. Fat doesn't make you fat. Carbohydrates and sugar makes you fat. But they got around things by saying, "Well, fat makes you fat, so let's take the fat out and let's let's lace this stuff with sugar." Now that's the real fatter upper. What um, I what
1: I've what we found what I found when I was finally was sitting figuring out the and and going to the naturopathic doctor was the all the artificial if it was anything I mean he I was gluten intolerant and I've been eating it again and I've got a rash because of it because I won't leave it alone but when your body is so intolerant of the GMOs and the gluten and all of that garbage. And you've eaten it and it goes to your body and your body says, I don't know what to do with this. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: pretty soon there's another meal and your body has, you're going to feed it. So it just takes what you had and throws it in your fat cells. And when the doctor put me on the diet and took me totally off of all GMOs and, and the pure diet, went to the pure diet, the body immediately started eliminating that stuff and the fat because it was able to digest it and get rid of, get rid of the junk out of the body. So right. I think that's three-fourths of it right there. When the body doesn't know what to do with it, it throws it in the fat cells.
2: So.
5: Oh, absolutely. We're, we're turning into genetically modified creatures because our bodies have had to adjust to uh-huh. know what to do with this garbage that we're now putting into it. It's, it's not food.
1: Well, um, that they've been—they've been trying to pass off on us another trick as food, and full exactly. well knowing when they're doing that that it isn't food right. and that it's going to make us sick. It's a full knowledge of what they're doing. I okay. mean, I'm not quite sure why we, as a, as a people, I was on a call last night about um, foreclosures that nobody seems to. Everybody's got their little thing but nobody is getting together in class action lawsuits and going after these people in groups. Uh, well, we should uh, going
5: after, yeah. We should be going after drug companies. Yes. All this, all this stuff. Because, that, it's, because
1: They've known all of this forever. And so has the FDA. First one that needs to be go after is the FDA. What is the matter with them that we're paying if, they're I mean, on our government payroll and they're taking money to protect us, and they know full well that this food is damaging and harming us as it is. You can hear it on the stupid news, the mainstream news, when they talk about it. They had to know this was damaging us, and yet oh no. they've been feeding it to us. What is the matter with us that we are not such slave stupidity that we don't take masses of the people and go after the FDA? I mean, hell, they're broke anyway. We can't break them any worse and then go after the drug companies and all the people that they have allowed that fraudulently have done this to the, to the country. If we did that to a, a couple times, this stuff would start changing in a hurry because we'd be taking some major, they'd be taking some major hits and the people would not be living as poor because they'd get some the money back.
2: Right. Well, I mean, we've been...
5: We've been told this garbage for so long that we don't know how to stand up for ourselves anymore. It's not the Food and Drug Administration. It's the Fraud and Deception Administration. And well, that's
1: we, right. We it's, have but been it's the told that we need to
5: believe them.
1: <laughs> well, I've never believed them, but the point is it's too... It's to the point that we can talk about it. I listened to them last night when they're all talking about all this and all these codes and, and the UCCs and they're going to do this. And they're, well, you can't, not everybody is trained in everything. Look how much you're studying and learning, Orpha, on just what you're learning there. People can't. When we were taught, if you wanted to be a lawyer, you went in, and six years, if you wanted to be a doctor, it was eight years. If you want to be a nutritionalist, we don't have the ability to go into all these different fields and learn everything that all these other people had to learn just to make sure that we're being treated fairly. That's why we had a government. That's why we had people that should have been knowledgeable in their field, not to trick and deceive us. And now here we are having to figure out how to learn all this so we know if we're being tricked and deceived. But well, uh, I, I, and I think, I think, the,
5: I think the, the biggest reason we're in that situation is because we don't want to take responsibility for ourselves. We want somebody to blame. And as long as we can listen to Joe Blow out there that tells us we have to do this or else and we go ahead and do it because Joe Blow said we had to, we don't have to take responsibility for ourselves. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to say, well, I made myself sick.
1: No, Joe no, Bull made me sick I'm, because I'm Joe Bull made me do it. Let I us did go. not know that when, when I started eating this stuff, I had no idea that my Federal Food and Drug Administration was not watching what was being put in that. I had no idea that I had to take that responsibility that they would put horrible stuff on the shelf for me, and that it would be poisonous, that I should not be eating it. So, I no, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like it's my responsibility. That's why we pay the Federal Food and Drug Administration to get in there and make sure that we weren't poisoned. Yes, we shouldn't be putting all the crap in our bodies. But when they started putting that on and pushing that at the people, we're only a bunch of lab rats. And the only reason they pushed that all on us and put extra stuff in it to make us crave it was so they could test us as lab rats. What's it going to do to them? We've been nothing well, but, but lab rats. Don't
5: don't you think? Don't you think that uh, you now waking up to that fact that they, you know, they were supposed to be responsible and what they were putting out there for us to eat and we just blindly took it but you've woken up now and realized that what they were doing is not conducive to your health so you're saying no i'm not going to take it
1: anymore that's you taking on responsibility um and and until and i took that on At 27 years old already. I mean, I've been into nutrition when they tried to give me a hysterectomy at 27 years old and still haven't had one. So I've taken responsibility for mine and my family's and my children's health since I was 27. But most people aren't aware. Some people just don't grab that like that. Well,
5: people people do not want to take on responsibility and blame themselves for what they've been doing. I sorry I'd rather watch football. Even That's why I referred that
4: lady to you on the Internet yesterday or day before, Lola.
1: You were She was oh, gung. Real...
4: That, little, oh, yeah. that lady that I asked you to friend.
1: I did, because yeah. Because
4: she's, she's into all this real estate stuff, and, and I think, I don't know, she was asking me questions, and I thought the only buddy that I know that knows the answer to the questions she's asking me is Lola. So boom, I connected you. I mean, we're starting to do those kind of things.
1: Yeah, but she didn't ask me any questions. What was well, she just wanted to friend me? But so, what is she into? I don't know. Go
4: on to her wall.
1: Oh, all right. Okay.
4: Once you get a friend, go on to their wall and start looking. I, I, I think that's okay.
1: Yeah. Because then you yeah. can
4: know. You know, if you don't go on your their wall and you're going along and then then you do go on your wall that wall and you find out they're not really who they're saying they are, you know. Yeah. There's somebody over in um in Seattle that's working on on getting all this common law stuff taken care of. Oh cool. You know? So.
3: Yeah, and cool. Part okay. of the, I didn't, can I can I interject here? Part of the reason you don't have class actions. Is because the lawyers do not pick it up because they can't make money on it. And so it is about us doing exactly what Patty just said. We need to be in the common law grand jury so that you people can get the results you want. Part of the, the common thing
1: law grand jury, Patty, or uh, Anne, is not still w- ready for that. And we've got people losing their houses every day. And we have people that are working with common law that should be very willing and able. And once they sue these companies in common law, they don't even have to be in the grand jury, but they, but the grand juries will be wonderful once they get it going. But under the circumstances, we can still go into the, the uh, Seventh Amendment courts And we can have people that understand what that is without attorneys and working on the common law side, sue these people, file claims and sue and win much bigger suits than if they were on the UCC side. We just have to get these people together to do this. And as John Dresch, if if they get one state that wins a case, they may get it opened up, but, He's they're working in all these states, but they're not getting they're not getting courtrooms that they can go to court and they're not getting they're keeping them out of the counties and the cities, the states yet. They may be there, but they're not letting them in the courtrooms. They're not in Kansas because I was on one of the meetings the other day because I know the guy that's heading it up here and they're not letting them in. So do we
4: need the sheriff to go into these courtrooms?
1: Well, That's you can try that, but you can go into the sheriff in Johnson County, Kansas, where I live, and he's a paid prostitute, so it doesn't do any good. I know, I've left down. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're all paid off to continue what they're doing. I have to tell you, my son got thrown in jail last week when he went to court under common law. The judge literally put him in contempt of court when he read his paperwork, he did not want to hear what he had to say, and he he literally took him out of the courtroom, then brought his daughter in and said, Are, is your name so-and-so? And she said, yes. And he said, do you understand these charges? And she said, yes. He could not get my son under his jurisdiction. So he they literally were taking him to jail. We got to the jail to pick him up, and the judge called him back. They never charged him. All he wanted to do was he realized he was not going to get jurisdiction with him. And he was not going to let his daughter come in that courtroom. It was He said, that's my property. I'm executor of her trust. He said, you can be the trustee. In other words, judge, you're going to pay the bill. And that judge yep. was so ticked off, he put him in contempt court and kicked him out. This is how yep. they're winning these cases. They're so crooked. I mean, it's crooked. Wow. We're gonna to have to sue him. We're gonna sue him now. We're we're gonna go after. We're gonna file in as a plaintiff. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And that's the point.
3: And part of your point is is well taken that the daughter did not follow what the father was saying is indicative of how much we've lost in the ability to teach our youngers.
1: But he's been working with her and she was so, she's 17 now and it was so, she didn't know, he's been talking, she didn't, when she got stopped, when she got in trouble, she did not talk to them and she said, I don't want to talk to you. She never gave him her driver's license and that she just told them her name and that was it and they couldn't charge her. All of the other kids, they charged, but they couldn't charge. They didn't even know whether they were going to six weeks later. They had to make a decision whether they were going to or not. Now, even if we went the route of the the regular jurisdiction and got an attorney, she would get off because they have absolutely no evidence on her at all. They have nothing on her. So she would get off. It's just that we don't want to go that route. We want to fight it in common law. So under the circumstance, the only thing that scares me was he threatened to put her into juvenile, the juvenile hall. And like Jeff said, if it was or I'm saying to him, if it was just you, you can go sit it out in jail and we'll figure it out and we'll get you out. But this is your daughter and you do not want a 17 year old in juvenile hall because you're being stubborn and fighting this. I said, you know, to me, I would get an attorney and get her off that way. And then he needs to kick their butt on – he just got picked up on a – I mean, they're so bad here. They're following people around. And he was driving his – her car into town, and they took the plates off of the son's car because they had just bought it and put them on there, and it was not running right. And he was taking it into a garage, and for some reason, that police turned around and came behind him. We, We don't have any idea why. Got the plate. It didn't match the car. They stopped him. He wouldn't get out of the car. They had to bring in the, the, you know, he went through the whole thing of not getting out. But they charged him for existing arrest, for no seatbelt, for license, no insurance, no nothing. Because he and all their cars are insured because it's a blanket policy. It was a brand new car. So he has to go to court to prove all that and then they they charged him with resisting arrest because he wouldn't get out and yep. they, he finally gave him his license and but now he's got to go to court for all this. But they stopped him for no reason at all. They were I mean he wasn't speeding or anything. They needed to make their quota and it's called also
3: harassment. Because oh, yeah.
2: he stood up
3: against the system. And that's exactly, this is what people have to get into their head. They are going to badger us if we, and continue to badger us if we don't do exactly what your son's doing. Stand up and say no. And even if he gets thrown in court, that's why I didn't mind going to jail because I was standing up against their system. And that's what we have to do. None of these courts are courts. They're agencies that are not recognized by the states. That is what exactly what Rod Class proved. And it right. is a proven point. That's the issue that they don't want people to know. And we have got to keep badgering them about it so that they can't get away with it. Because when you... Uh, and 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 going to a lawyer and doing it, 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 you're absolutely right. It takes a lot of energy, and that's why most people don't want to do it. However, it is exactly what we do have to do. Well, the what point
4: would is, happen why, if why we went don't, to the law school?
1: Why, why do we get some of these people that they think they're going to make a dime or two if they help people? And, and I mean, I listen to calls all the time on this because I'm, Helping somebody or trying to write documents for, I mean, we just got them out of the, their foreclosure and now they get these two traffic tickets and I'm doing the documents for all of that and I'm really pretty sick of it. But boy, the boy being, we've got these people that really know the law and could make some really good money when they turn around and file in as the plaintiff instead of the defendant and kick their butt in in the uh, Article 7 court and then get. Get money. They could make a whole lot more money if they took part of the take and help these people. And we would start winning some cases. Right in, they said he or TJ Mars said if you can't get a, if they won't let you in an Article Seven court, then he said take it to small claims court because that is a um at that point it's a. It's a recorded court. Oh, and by the way, I tried to record that day when I went in there with him. We've never been to Lawrence before. There was apparently a note on the door that I didn't see. I tried to tape it because, yeah, we wanted a record of what was going on. Oh, my God, the judge seen my phone laying on the thing. He said, are you taping this? I said, yeah. He said, you cannot tape in my court. This is my court. And I make the rules here. And I said, why can't I tape this? Because I said so, you're going to be in contempt of court if you don't shut that off. And that right there is where you can test them. This is not
3: your court. It's the people's court. Repay your bloody salary. And this is the fraud you're perpetrating on the people. And that's where people have to keep on getting more education. It isn't about... Uh, then why can't I? Because I've been stopped on
2: it. You know what I come in
3: with? A pencil, a pen that is a secret recording device so they don't even know they're being recorded. Because that's how we have to do it because they're so fraudulent.
1: Well, the point is we've got so many people in trouble and their, their goal is even my grandson that lives here in town he is the best little driver. He turned 16 in September. He is, one, he is the best driver of my three that are driving now. So particular, careful, and good driver. They follow him all over town. They follow him. They're following kids to see if they'll do one thing wrong. Well, Bailey Ann, my granddaughter, she was coming home from work at 10 o'clock at night, and this car was right on her butt, and it scared her. And so she speeded up. And yep. then it was the police and they stopped her and gave her a ticket for speeding. And she was scared. This is what they're, they're doing is harassing, harassing And if we don't get together in clumps of people because not everybody has the time to study. We do now because we're retired. These people are young and they have families and they have kids and they're busy working all the time. They don't have time. To fight this, my son literally is hardly working. His wife works. He is literally studying all the time, listening, studying, and now working on the farm they just bought. They're moving out way out in the country, and I mean, oh my God, two hours from the or an hour from the city. So, the point sure. is, people don't have the time, and we need people that are good and know the common law that will come in. And then we need to get groups, class action. And if we won one or two in every state, this would churn around and change overnight. That is exactly why what NLA is doing is educating people to the fact of what the common law.
3: On their their website, they have the whole civics
1: class that you can take to learn what is the law so you I know. realize that, and that I'm saying to you, the people, first of all, some people are smart enough to get this. There were many people, as you and I know growing up, that were not smart enough to be attorneys, but maybe were smart enough they were geared toward nursing or a doctor or something else. Not everybody is able to get this. As much as <laughs> I study and try, I cannot remember all these codes. I cannot no. remember all this stuff. When I get to court, it doesn't do me any good, but there are people out there that really do get it, and they are the ones that need to be really studying and getting paid for it and getting settlements with the people to help them. We all continue to try to learn this stuff, and we're not good enough, and they're having this, we're losing, they're defeating us in court because we don't. We don't have the court time or the ability to learn it the way it needs to be done. And they just slam the hammer down and they have another case won. Because we missed something. We need to have the people go into the court that really get it, like Rod Class, like P.J. Mars, and they need to make money on this. Once they win these cases, there's settlement. They need to make some good money on it. But we need class action on different variations of things that are going to win that's going to start making the the states take notice, wait a minute here, we're losing because people are getting to gather. Well, so that's I'm exactly.
4: going to ask this question one more time. Why don't we start at the law schools? why don't we start with the kids that are just going into law? Because if they are to discover that their law license isn't even going to be valid, don't you think they're going to want to turn the system around so they can have jobs when they get out of law school?
1: I would think you're right, Patty. I I do have to say that my husband is very good friends with an attorney, and she thinks that she was a constitutional attorney, and she don't have a freaking clue and she is my she's in our 60s she's in our age and she still believes that we're not that this is not real so and
3: many of the many of the attorneys when they get to swear in to get their license their first swearing is to the british crown right and
1: she doesn't even believe that, that and i've got to a to the british crown. law
4: school here that is Gonzaga, and not only is it, it's Catholic, too. (laughs) So I got the church and the state to approach. (laughs) Lovely.
3: The thing that you've got wonderful points there, and you're absolutely right about why can't these people pull the thing together. They are, and then they get harassed because they do it, a little bit incorrectly. They are watching very closely how we're fighting back because of just what you're saying. With Rod Klaus, people think he lost his case. No, he didn't. In his case, they changed the actual number on the case so they were actually keeping him in jail under a different Lawsuit. He did yeah. win his case. And by the winning of his case, it was why they had uh, tried to coerce him into signing a, a, a whatever, I can't remember the name of it, but to sign this document saying that he was doing something fraudulent and he wouldn't sign it. However, in order to get out, he did sign it knowing they had changed the number on the case so it was a fraudulent totally fraudulent and he knew it would be thrown out he did win his case the guys told him the court guys told him you actually won your case but if you it gets known it will empty out the prisons that's money
1: yeah that's what they said it would eat he couldn't. They would not let him win the way, it because of of everybody would be freed, and he, they could not do that. And plus, the lawsuits that would come behind it all. But well, it's but, going to happen sooner or later. I mean, it's going to break the the dam is going to break sooner or later. Well, that's the point that he's making. He's doing some. You know, a lot of people that have have, have done
3: the. Um, Kate, when he was doing it last year, he asked us all to send up uh, a pleading in. And I I wasn't that well-versed enough to know what to do. I mean, I can type these things, et cetera, but I'm not well-versed. And so I didn't do it. And what he's doing now is showing people, you you can do this, but don't use do it for your current case. It's something that is much more uh, done than what you, uh, you can't use it today. You use it in the future when you you follow it, and there's a lot of other rigmarole that he's going around in and trying to teach people. But people want it to go in now, and it's just not a now thing. And so much of what you're saying is that the people go in half-cocked, and because they're going in half-cocked, they're getting their ass whipped.
1: But they don't know they are. I mean, I, I didn't know. I went in half cocked, probably a fourth cocked. Studied, studied, studied. Tried the best I could to remember. I worked for days and hours on documents. I did the very best I could, and I was probably a fourth cocked. People don't know. This isn't we're, I don't care if we're in our twenties and we're learning fast. If you had the time to learn, the point is. This is not everybody's forte, and we are not a people that are getting together and working together. All we want to do is be a chief and give advice and tell you them know. how to do it. But nobody wants to say, hey, I can do this, and, and we can win this. Let's get this many people together, and let's kick their butt and make some, I'll make money then. I mean, I, I even mean, listened to something last night, and it was, um, I can't even believe what they were doing, but the, the, basically the bottom line was it was money. They wanted money. Correct. I thought that we as, we as what is the word I'm looking for, the uh, patriots, were here to help people, and, and that we would make some money, but it wasn't money first like the government is. That's what we're trying to get away from. Money first and then people later. No, I was still feeling it was money that was driving the whole force. It's I still not. The
0: I agree
3: with you. The fact is that the Patriots are not Patriots. They are actually been geared to be traitors. I'm sorry, they do not stand up for you. They do not participate with you. I belong to a Uh, Patriot Group, and the head of the Patriot Group said, I could not, and I made a presentation at their Saturday meeting about the common law grand jury, and I was putting it into the public paper uh, uh, called The Nerve here in the state of South Carolina, and I got told by her that I could no longer, I could not mention the common law grand jury on their Uh, e-group because that isn't what they stand for and I said I'm sorry you're being a dictator and a censor and uh, most of these people that are in the patriot group do not stand up for you
1: that is why the NLA has
3: gotten going so much only because they are teaching you and want you to learn yes they need a donation of $5 a month However, that's just to keep the doors open. What we have to do in the essence of what can be done is that we give support to each other in just what you're saying. You're absolutely right. It's just that it's not going to be a a money thing. The money thing is what's screwing the hell out of all the people because it's, again, greed, 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 greed. And uh, one thing that we found, and that's the only reason this girl is stopping me, because it's her greed, her absolute greed to not lose anybody in her group. And I said, you'll lose them all because of your greed. And uh, I, I just am, am so fed up with these people called patriots because they are not willing to step up to the bar. They are not well, willing. I
1: have to say, I've... I I know that there's more than one grand jury and there's the National Liberty Alliance and there's other grand juries as well. And I have to say this. Everybody has good points. But until they are ready to get together, all of them, all together, instead of a divided cause, a united cause, sit down at a table and work out their differences between the three that I know of because I've studied them and been involved with all three of them. We're not going to win because we're still divided, and that's why the government is not concerned because they can continue to keep us as divided as they can keep the religions divided until we get rid of all of the division and sit down as one power and look at the whole thing and say, okay, you've got this, but i got this. Can we move this a little bit closer together? We cannot win this separately. We have to become one. And until every situation becomes one, and it's the people becoming one against the one world government, we cannot win this battle. We can't no. take bits and pieces and win this battle. It's got to be, it's, it's either that person's way, and if it's not their way, they're not going to be involved. It's not our way. And, and they're all spoiled trying to get their own way it's stupidness unless instead of sitting down about a big round table you know the new world order once a year sits down around the new the one big table and they work out their differences and look where that got us that's
3: right we're gonna be all right
1: of the people the real jesus christ
4: is on the internet now (laughs) you what Uh the real jesus christ is on the internet now I found that yesterday, and I just about fell out of my chair. (laughs) This friend of mine got onto one of my sites and asked me something about, when will I know the real Jesus? And this guy comes on the Internet and tells him that he is the real Jesus. That's funny. And I'm going, "Uh Uh (laughs) uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. So then afterwards, I sent Paul... (laughs) I sent him this thing of about how to become a guru, and it was this guy with a green headband on, and he was talking about how to take that stuff that makes you puke and you crawl around in your own vomit for a while. Uh, oh, you're Anyway, it was so opposite of what this Jesus guy was saying that I'm sure I'm going to burn in hell now. <laughs> and I even put it on the Neo Think site. Well, one of
3: the things that, uh, whether they're saying they're Jesus or whether they're being politically correct or one of the things that they are being um, ready for court or anything, this whole country at the time of the revolution, only 3% fought in the revolution. We cannot get everyone to be the same. That is part of what made America so wonderful was their individuality. That we're not getting everybody to cow and do it exactly the way we want to is one of the reasons that so much of what is going on has been the manipulation that has been so much against where we are. So it behooves us to look at, let us change our terminology. We're getting more and more people that are willing to stand up. Look at your son. Look at what he's doing with his yeah. family. Look at how much you have given them guidance. Look at how valuable you've been. And in the, uh, uh, the law group that you're belonging to, We we brought up to them about the um, David Wynn Miller thing. Not one person came forward because just of what you said, it's too much to learn. Now, yes, none of us can, but there are opportunities. Deb Connors brought up the opportunity. Go and be a court watcher. Make them uncomfortable. Start with them being uncomfortable with us watching them. It's they make throw
4: you in jail for going in and just watching.
3: No, they, sh- they shouldn't. But that's also part of the harassment of you. See, that's what you I'm got. a little bit afraid
4: if they saw me in a courtroom that that would be it. I would, I would not even get to see the judge walk in. They'd see me and say, oh, oh.
3: Patty, okay, I mean, how long ago were all those? Most of those people are probably retired. One okay. of the things that is very important is we stop being afraid of ourselves. One thing that they can't stand, and this is exactly what you're saying, Lola, is the division. They want to keep us divided, and they want to keep us fighting with each other. The more we keep up the fighting, and the more we keep up saying, why aren't we all together, they keep winning. It's about doing it differently. Uh, Buckminster Fuller said, if you don't like it, start something new. And that's exactly, there are three, if you're counting the grand jury thing, one grand jury is doing it the SOP way of going into court and fighting them in court. There's another way, and I don't know that one. But then there's uh, the NLA, where we are teaching the people and actually sending things to us. Many of us didn't get our mailings in there to to the feds. But they knew we were all, all the states were acknowledging that there's definitely something wrong. So we're upping the ante. We've got to keep upping the ante. What you said about them meeting once a year, when they first met, Rockefeller said it. He said if it hadn't been for the last 50 years when the press did not report that we were meeting, is why we've gotten done all that we've done. Today, in NLA and the other grand juries, they are infiltrated, they are harassed, they are made to go off in different tangents. There is a lot going on to distract you
1: from your cause. But they're not, at this point, all he's got in every state now, he's in pretty much 50 states, and they're they're going. They've got a presence. But they are not getting in the courtrooms, and there is not even a courtroom in in some counties. We're not in the counties good yet, but the point being, I have a dog that I'm babysitting with that had surgery too, and he was jumping off the couch. Um, We still, they're still not getting anywhere because they don't even, there's not even the ability to get a courtroom yet. Now we've got to get something done somehow, somewhere. That's not happening. And Le- I can guarantee mm-hmm. it's not going to happen in Johnson County, Kansas, where I live. Not easily.
3: Lola Le- did everything. Get no? Did you get word from all the different people? We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We have no idea what's going on behind the scene, and that's the
1: issue that's being done. We have no idea. What and, do you mean by that that we don't have any idea that they're doing something that they're getting further than what we know with the, with the grand jury? Is that what you're saying? what was, what I'm saying is there's stuff going on in the courts behind
3: the scene for them to start taking notice that people are getting pissed. The Rod Class case was a perfect example that NLA sent a, uh, um, and I don't remember what the document name was, oh, oh, a habeas corpus, to DC mm-hmm. about Rod Class. Rod Class was released, and that was one of the actions. There were other actions that were going on behind. There's so much going on behind the scenes that most of us don't even know. That's why I'm saying and bringing out the point of let's change our terminology. When we were all working with Gary, and many of you still do, and it's still a great point. We changed our terminology and said, there's nobody waking up to. More people are waking up. And I got to tell you, it's like the 100th monkey. More people have woken up. I can bring it up at school. The students know about it. The teachers know about it. I can't tell you how many more people are in agreement with what I'm saying. They just don't know what to do. And that's right. where it's never going to be everybody. The Revolutionary War was never, never with everybody. And that's what we have to face. Let's get off the all. Let's get with what we can in our county with the people in your area because it's the area. It's your little city. Your son saying until somebody else. You know, I got thrown in jail because I said I wasn't going to accept the Supreme the Court. You did? I tell people about... The unlawful blockade that I had my car stolen. You should see their mouths drop. And I said I was thrown in jail. I was damaged, and I paid not a penny. Not a penny.
1: So it's well, But the point is, you didn't. The point is, you did They knew they were in the wrong. They knew that that you had the right to sue their pants off and to sue them for everything they had, and they stopped and let go, but did you go ahead and sue them and take everything they had? There's the deal. Do we push it to the point that we take everything they yeah. have and that's when we're going to stop them? Yeah, no, that is not the point. The point that's happening with anybody that's going after them for
3: everything they have and doing these billion-dollar rings, et cetera, they're being thrown in jail. What we want is to be doing it
2: in a way
3: that we keep teaching the public that there is a way to stand up in court every time you go into it. It's not about suing the shit out of them. They've been throwing people in on all those leads for years. We have to do it differently. Think different think outside their box so that we can go in. That's all Rod Class did. He went after them
1: on their own codes. And Rod Class has studied years on this, and that's, and, and that's where it got him after years. What, do you feel that did. all of these people have the ability to do what he did? I mean, they haven't studied anything. <laughs> There have been people
3: on his calls. He has usually 1,000 people on his calls.
1: Yeah, I know. I listen to his calls. Of
3: those calls, there is the fact that there are a good number of people who are well-versed. They want some money also because what is happening, they can't get jobs. So they are asking for money. What's happening to the rest of us in the public is we don't have the money because they have screwed us so much in paying out the yin yang. So it's a catch twenty two. What is invaluable is that we keep, we do keep getting educated, we do keep learning. We do. It's called dry runs before you go to court. I did it with Gary. I went through my, my presentation with Gary so he could say, you're too fast here, you slow down here. It, it's, a, it's a theater. It's all a theater. And they want to scare the shit out of you. And that judge that he got mad, you know he's frightened. He's lost his pull. That's the point. We've got, we've got to think differently. It's not, it, it is about more people learning, more people saying no, more people. It's just not happening in your backyard. But you've got a family that has done a heck of a job standing up against them.
1: Well, the point is now we're ready to, we have to go farther. You We can't, if we stop this, we've let them win. We've got to go farther and we have to file a complaint, and we have to file all the complaints, and then we have to file in as a plaintiff against the judge and against the whole mess because of all the fraud and what they did and the damage they caused. And that's a lot of learning. I mean, that's a lot of learning. It is not, this is not sixth grade education. This This is six years of law school degree that we are trying to learn to push this on through and do the right thing. And I certainly do not have the ability to do what I'm doing, but I don't have an option. Because we have to do it.
3: Lola, go in and um, go to Rod
1: Class. Have you you listened to Rod Classes before? I listened to all of Rod Classes and I just listened to all of the new ones yesterday. I think I listened to an hour and a half yesterday. Again, I listened to all of them. But the point is, I can listen to him. I've got notes written down. And at my age, it is very difficult for me to, my son will grasp it better than I will. And he has listened, he listens to hours and hours and hours of this stuff. So he does listen, he does get it, he retains it better than I do. Um, but I have to retain enough of it because he's not good at doing the paperwork and I have to do the paperwork. So I have to retain enough to be able to do the paperwork. So we're a team together, but we do have to go back in and sue them. We cannot drop this now and let this go. We have to move forward. There's where when people get out of it and they make it through, they stop and they think, oh my God, I'm done. I didn't have to do this or this. And so they walk away thinking, okay, and and that's when they win again. And we got we've got to stop that, and we got to push forward, and we got to take them on through the end of this. And, and it
2: would
1: be nice. You're
3: absolutely right. I was the only one here, so I, I, you, have, you have a team, and that's great. What I'm saying is that if you go into Rod Class's paperwork, and you. Start, and really replicate his work on the codes and, and make it for your state. And what he thought was you're not
2: following
3: your own codes. And that is where he got them. And they didn't want people to know that that's where he got them.
1: Yes, it's I the did. And yes, that's, I agree. That is... Absolutely right. he that was what he knew the only way he could win is to get them on their own screw ups on their own codes and he did a good job on that. And that's and, what you do in your
3: state because that's what the judge did. He did not follow the code. He, Rod Cross got told this is my court you're going to do my well let me show you something and we read the codes. He read them and he also knows them and I understand yeah. read them. Don't say you have to memorize them. Have it in front of you and read them. And, know, and that's what, what we used to call Scientology is bull baiting, is the fact, what if this is, you know, and you throw things out at each other so you're attuned you're to the, the, the insanity that's in the, the courtroom. We did that with Gary on his court case for um, his, um, what do you call it, for uh, his foreclosure. And he went in, he filed by, uh, by uh, facts, or served by facts to a law firm, filed it in the court at about 10 minutes to five the night before he was due in court for his case. And he, he, uh, the judge said, uh, "Is uh, Gary uh, um, Schlosser here?" And he said, "Yes." And uh, the, uh, this court says this case was uh, closed. Why are you here? And he went into what he filed. And that judge looked around the courtroom for those lawyers. who were all right four sitting at the table in front of him. And he, and Jerry said, they all had their heads down. None of them looked at the judge. None. Because the judge knew that. Gary was right, and he, he, uh, I, he didn't discharge it, but he froze the case. And as far as we know, the, the house is probably gone now, however, but the, the issue was he stopped them in their feet, in their tracks. They couldn't go any farther. Okay, he, so
1: wait a minute. The house is now gone. What does that mean?
3: Uh, well, he hasn't lived down there for four years, five years.
1: He what now? He hasn't lived there?
3: He hasn't lived in uh um I think it was um Tampa that he had, uh, and he does no, he's um where did he uh, um, the name on his email is where he used to live. Orford probably can help me but
5: it's it's somewhere
3: in Florida. I don't um Minnesota. He used to live in, yeah. and uh the house it, it was it's been abandoned. I mean, I'm sure that's how they were able to get it it, it was a ban, however he well,
1: stopped. then he didn't win the case. He went through all of that, and he still he let it they, they let it in limbo, they let it open, but he never he never pushed on through till he got a close on it. the <laughs> he he no, money. No no money. money see that's what I'm saying, and so <laughs> then, since we have people that do have the money and do know and could make money on the back end, we're not seeing them work together. Because they could make money on the back end on the lawsuit for the bank and such.
3: They're not going to. Nope, and they want their money up front. That's, that's too
1: bad. So. That's what I'm saying. We still aren't okay. to the age of enlightenment that we are working together. Right. We're not there. Right. That's the bottom line. It's not going to happen.
3: So it's, a, it's about what you're doing with your family. It's exactly. I'll what tell you what
1: I want to do with my family, and I want to move out of the United States. That's what I want to do. <laughs> because that's the best thing I can think of.
4: The only thing you can do is move off planet, dear. <laughs> it's not much better. Oh, although I just noticed that the Swiss banking... Wait a minute, you guys.
1: Yeah, I just saw yeah this. there's kicking butt. Uh,
4: it says right here at the top of this page... Uh, Swiss franc and euro decouple, decouple Russia cuts gas, road to World War III. Greg Hunter's watchdog USA. My top story is Switzerland and the surprise move to remove its cap against the euro. This cap kept the two country currencies roughly the same value, but not anymore. The move was such a surprise that even IMF chief Christine Lagarde, Lagarde. admitted the move Okay, admitted the move by Swiss National Bank caught her off guard. It also caught currency traders by surprise, as the Swiss franc swore as much as 30 soared as much as 30% gold also spiked on the news why was this every man for himself action taken by the SMB it appears more money printing is coming and this time it will come from the European National Bank ECB it appears Switzerland wants protection from its inflation that's going to
3: happen around the world see the money is not the issue as much as We've got to work together. I know uh, we're reiterating ourselves, but it is working together at a different level. And that's where I'm I'm, uh, encouraging uh, what you're doing. And you are so spot on about what can be done. And it's going to be, and it has been for centuries an uphill battle. We now at least know who our enemy is. We didn't even know who had an enemy.
1: Well if you look it's at it, country <laughs> if you if you look at it whenever they have a war, if we want to even look at it like that and they want to go in, they probably bribe the different people which we're not trying to do. We don't we don't we're trying to do the, the right thing, but they bribe all these countries into going in and gathering together and getting the troops because we're going to go for one common goal. We're going to kick somebody's ass, and we want as many people there as we can when we do it. That's what the cabal does all the time with all their wars, and they figure out who they're going to be able to get, who needs them as an ally right now, what can they give them to get the job done, and what do we do? We sit and spin our wheels. Okay, Okay. give us a good perfect example but we don't follow it.
3: Lola, you're still
1: going and giving them
3: energy. Let's Mm -hmm. stop giving them energy. I'm serious. Let's stop giving them energy. They are not the enemy. We have to go and get ourselves raised up out of the muck. We have been doing that for the last I'm going to say 5 years. It is an uphill battle. Let's change our terminology.
5: Please, and, and there and there wonder you you hit the nail right on the head taking your own responsibility. Yep. And most people don't really understand what that means. When it says take your own responsibility, that means everything. Oh, you just took on that whole thing. <laughs>
2: and and, and
3: that's, that is what it's about. It's about being responsible. You're taking a wonderful responsibility, Lola, with you and your family and asking for people out there. That is what everybody wants someone out there to do it. You're not. You're saying, this is what we've done, this is where we've gone. Keep up that energy, and what we can do. If you need us to, I can help with typing. I can help with other things, and uh, I want to to support you. Is your uh, at law group helping you? Is you know you've got a, a base there
1: of people. No, I I quit that um, when my husband called in the attorney that that woman, and let her come into that call, I felt that it was like it being infiltrated with the enemy, and I immediately I pulled the call the next week. I never, call, I never went back to the call. I felt that it was very dangerous for her to be involved. I did not want to um, subject anybody on that call to any energy that she had. I was very nervous about it, and it was I immediately pulled the call.
3: Was that, not was that Herbis? What? Was that Karen Houdush?
1: No, no, no. It was someone here in Kansas City, and and um, she's just she's just a very well. She doesn't think any of this is real, but her background is that when she was in college, getting her law degree, she worked in, for Rockefeller. Oh. So, I mean, I just felt there was too much there, and she thinks that we're crazy, and she's very, um, she just was a person that I felt like I did not want that energy around the people, that, and I could not tell them that yeah. at the time. So I did not want to feel, I felt like I could not subject them to what I knew, and I just, I cut the call the next week. That was it. Okay. I, I've never, I've been. stopped almost a year, and I was furious with my husband. I said, don't you ever do that again to me. I said, you know how I felt about her and about the fact that, you know, what she she has possibilities of. She was a pretty good attorney, and um, but she lost. Well, she fought a big case with General Motors on um, for a lady and won, and they were very, very dirty. I mean, I, she's a good attorney. I'm not going to argue with that at all other than um she can just be very devious and I just am very nervous about that. So mm-hmm. I I just felt my gut said don't put anybody in jeopardy and hold it.
3: Yeah, okay.
1: And yeah. and I understand that because they
3: as much as everybody thinks they learned something in uh law school, they I was a legal secretary and I have taught many of these news lawyers coming in, they don't know diddly squat.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
3: they they are brainwashed. And I go back to the point that I had learned when um, Clinton lied in front of the grand jury, not the grand jury, in front of the Supreme Court. And those lawyers, those young lawyers knew he was lying. Their faces were so long, these young, young men, and knowing he had lied was so detrimental to them that I think it changed a lot of them uh, being good lawyers. Wow. Oh. And I, I can't say it any other way. They got, they got whipped, and they were, they were totally out in left field for what went on. And his case was totally sealed because... Of how it was handled.
2: No oh, one yeah. talked
3: about that case. So um, I'm I'm just saying, you know, we've got to change our ter- our, our terminology. And well, uh,
1: the thing is, when you hear like I listened um, last night to a call again, and they had the guest on with the Republic. And and the the infiltration that happened with the Republic, every time they get going, they've been infiltrated and just troublemaking, causing trouble and such. And I just felt like when I know stuff up front, there was no reason to put anybody in jeopardy. When I didn't know, but I did know, When you know, they've gotten rid of people in the Republic when they found out, but this was just something I felt like. I'm not going to damage anybody else with this. It's not worth it. Well, and
3: that's that's exactly their MO. That's why I'm encouraging you to to watch how you're saying this because they want to keep you at this fraction, of friction amongst each other. It really well, I'm that. not.
1: I'm not at friction with. I am just very disappointed that we that we. All want to do something different, but we all have the ability to work together and offer. Everybody has such good ideas, and so working together and and learning and then supporting each other as a team instead of this one doing this and this one. Well, you can do this. Why don't you go ahead and work on this and do it this way, and then you do it that way. And it well, let's do it this way instead of getting a perfected plan. And then everybody working together, I think that's an extremely positive thing to think. And I feel like it—it just doesn't happen. It's just not—it's not seeming to be in people's consciousness right now.
3: Well, if that's negative,
1: I'm sorry. Well,
3: Uh, I'll just say this real quick, uh, Austin, then let you speak. I do have to close at noon. I was supposed to be working for my son, but that's okay. This is important. What is invaluable for all of us to really see is that if we start in our local state, every state's rules and laws and codes are a little different. And if you do a cookie-cutter thing, it's causing a problem. That's why with the, even with the NLA... We just we all sent the same document so that it showed unity, and that's all we could do. Just show unity, and uh, uh, that's all I'll say about it. Go ahead, orphan I was just going to say,
5: I, Lola, you have a good point, and it's a very good thing. If we could do that, that would be terrific.
2: Uh-huh.
5: But the reason it's not going to work right now is because no one can take the, it has to start with each individual first.
3: Absolutely. You have
5: to change yourself before anybody can come together with a universal idea and, and work together. It, because you're going to get those coming into the group that don't have a clue because they haven't even tried to change themselves. So unless unless it starts, taking that individual internal responsibility for yourself so you can then start seeing what needs to be done. Once that takes hold and it, and it actually starts a vibrational frequency going out across the globe where then people, they're, they're waking up and they're becoming more conscious and realizing, yeah, we have... What made us so stupid to think that we had to follow this dot around? We're a math. We don't have to listen to these two or three people. And I'm, you know, using two or three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we have to start with ourselves first. If the change doesn't happen within us first, it's not going to happen globally.
1: Uh, because
5: they're they're too used to still following everybody's still you have to break that idea that you have to follow
1: somebody. How close um, do you think that a family that that doesn't know anything about this but they're losing their house and they want help and they're begging for help? It's almost like when people were trying to get people to go to church, and you had a group that went in and won this case and kicked this butt, how much do you think those people would talk about the new community, the new new global helping people community that is winning our country back? How quick do you think that's going to spread? It's going to spread
5: quickly, and that's the way it has to be done. That one family then learned a valuable lesson on what had to be done but it, it started with them it didn't start with the whole neighborhood it started with them
1: now but somebody the neighborhood them.
5: but now the neighborhood yes exactly so somebody in the neighborhood now has seen them say wow that can work but now those other families have to internally do their own thing to change no, something for them to do Yeah, you can't – one person can't change and then expect everybody else to to be changed because they're changed. This all is internal. It has to come from inside. Anything that we do has to come from inside. And I can change myself all I want, and I can talk to somebody else and say something, but that doesn't mean they're going to change. It's not my job. To or duty I, I think that to I change think. that person. No, I can give the information, but it's their responsibility to change themselves. It no, is I not think myself. that you
1: miss what I what I what I said. No, I, I, said I if, don't.
5: I don't think so. I think that once each once everybody has changed themselves, then yes, we that now everybody's willing to work together and come together and and work as a mass. But it's not going to happen if the individuals themselves have not changed themselves. And it's not going to come through you trying to change me or me trying to change Patty or whoever. I, I can't even change my own family members. They're going to have to just watch and see it, uh, and what I'm preaching and my practicing and is it working. But if if you were
1: in there and you helped somebody that was losing their house or something, and they seen it work, and you didn't have to try to change them or anything, but they seen the whole process and they seen it work, do you not think that they would be out there one of the biggest banners that you could have because you didn't change them? You, as a group, worked as a positive force in a direction, and that positive force is moving. Mountains, now we can move one mountain at a time, or we it's can coming. put a bunch of people on that mountain and move it and make a lot of headway faster. And we're not going to make them change their mind. What we are doing is doing the right thing. And when they see that, they're going, oh, my gosh. And <laughs> Lola, that's L- the, point, the little thing. going to come
5: after you deal with that one person here and one person there but once you deal with with a person and you show them how to do it it's not then your responsibility to you know f- fish for them every day no they have to learn how to fish themselves you taught them how to fish now they got to go out and do some fishing
1: well I need we somebody can't. to teach me David Wynn Miller in in a crash course because I've tried and tried to get what he's saying and he's very smart and I don't have the ability. We'll never have probably the IQ or the ability to get Quit what he got. Quit telling yourself for, first,
5: first of all, I don't. You'll, never, I mean, you'll never learn David Wynn Miller in a crash, <laughs> a crash course. That's what I'm
1: saying. And half of these people, yeah, I, that's the thing my life. You
5: should write the book David Wynn
4: Miller Made Easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I'm using that as no, an example I, because it was a it's a big example. But we could bring it all the way back down to a level that people aren't even going to get to where we're at. They don't have the ability. So those are the people that we need to help step up, and then I need somebody above me to help me step up, and then we have a working group that can take and help people that don't have the ability. But uh, the thing is,
5: everybody isn't looking to change. Those are the people who not are not going, nice. going to, you're not going to be able to help those people step up if they're not looking to do something different. They first have to come to the realization on their own, taking their own responsibility, that something has to change.
1: Most people out there right now don't think anything has to change. They're You're saying to me that if They're somebody happy. is losing their house, that they would not want help with that. If somebody could I'm say to them that,
5: no, I'm not. That's saying what I was that. going
1: with this. I'm, I'm going with I'm, the
5: thing is there's other things going on besides just losing your house.
1: But, I mean, I was yes. in that Watch situation. And I had to thing.
5: finally, I had that to is. finally just let go and let the house go, lose it, before I really realized, wow, I didn't need that house, and. I'm not saying it's a good thing to lose a house. In fact, I lost two houses in the process after losing my husband. But the thing is, I am so much better off now coming to the realization that me hanging on to that house was so much worse for me than letting it go. And the processes that the courts take us through and the degradation and the the floggings and the whippings that we get going through their system to hang on to something yep. is ridiculous. I mean, it, it is Why? so stressful is and so, you know, mm-hmm. unworthy of our intelligence that this is where people have to wake up. And if it takes something like losing a house to wake up, then wake up. Yep. You know, and watch for the little signs, Lola. You're on Facebook. Didn't
4: you see what happened to that pizza guy yesterday? Oh my God! This guy delivers a pizza to to a car dealership. They give him a $20 bill and he leaves. He thought that was his tip, too. The pizza was $12 or something. They called his boss, made him come back and bring back his, the, their change. And, and it, it's all being filmed, okay? It was all filmed. And these are fat, frumpy car dealership people harassing this poor guy that has delivered their pizza. Now it's going full bore on the Internet. We're all campaigning for that that damn car dealership to give that man a free car. <laughs> you know, not see
1: that.
4: Uh-uh. Yeah. It's the little things, these little things that are waking the population up.
1: And that's so
3: the point because of the issue of people helping people within the small area they are, their own community. It's a dog world to be a pizza delivery man. You get little to nothing to no respect, et cetera. Not that they're trying to be the head of a department or anything like that. It's the fact that he's out there spending a lot of gas, and these people are, are being... Uh, Whatever on what they think is unfair, that we stole their money, if that's their premise, the issue here, it's local. And the local people are standing up against it. That's where it has to start.
1: Well, I would assume that. I wouldn't think I would come down to where you're at. I think I would stay in my own state since I have state law. And there should be people in all states that are, know this stuff. I'm sure there are. And we would stay in our own state and help our own people. We wouldn't probably travel halfway across the United States to work because none of us could afford that either. But we can in our own state help, you know, get the people that really know and get everybody together and then go after them collectively. But there would possibly be people that are even top rung like Wad Class that could be, and David Wynn Miller and them that could go to the bigger cases, go and be helping with that in different areas if need be. He has,
3: and they seal every one of his whims. So we never have a way to go in and say, what was it that was the winning point here?
1: Yeah, isn't that amazing?
3: Well, I'm having the problem is that you want an all. That is my problem. I keep hearing you say, why are we
1: not all doing
3: it? Uh, office said it perfectly. We won't get all. We're never going to get all.
1: Well, I, I think we and, know uh, that a salesman, I think a salesman knows that, that you're not going to ever get all. But what I'm saying is, What I'm looking at is the people that know in that particular field, like the foreclosure field, you're not going to maybe get all of them because, believe me, we've all figured it out. Not everybody's a team player. But you're going to get some of a good team. And if you get a good team that is going to start pushing through and winning, you're going to start breaking that wall down. And once you start breaking it down, some of those people that really weren't a team player may decide they want to get on the team. Well,
3: this week I got an email from someone, and I, I apologize for not sending it out because I didn't know anybody it was in foreclosure. However, it would behoove all of us to put it on your, I include myself, on your own property, in that that is a loose pendants. It's a wonderful video. I think Emily sent it to me and it's about putting a list pendens on your property when i was in law a list pending for the way i was taught was that it was for a uh, a payment of a bill that hadn't been paid however that is the premise but we went through the court this video was saying you do not have to go through the court you record it for your property because in the end the list pendant is recorded But. And by you doing a loose pending on your property, they cannot sell your property because it's clouded. And I know you know what that means. So it's important that we we think outside the box.
1: Well, all of these things are good to try and, and that's another approach and that's a good one to try and see where it goes. It's all a new it's a new another new area to go through and try. I, I know that when my son started his, he 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 stopped paying his payment and asked them to produce um, the fact that you know that they owed that he owed them the debt. And Correct. from there, we continued forward and literally, they. I mean, we did everything that would the steps that we had been listening to and working on. They ignored every bit of it, and he ended up losing his house because. We were not getting, we did everything we could. We learned everything we could. I studied, studied, studied. I mean, I literally was so stressed. And the point was the people that throw this crap out there and say, well, let's just do do this and try this. I haven't tried any of it with my house yet. He was a brave little soul and did it. And I was the one that got to have to struggle through and do the paperwork. And we, we struggled with it for two years. We've learned a lot. And we watched what they the judge and the attorneys and everything did that was illegal, fraudulent. We need to go back now and fight it. I'm looking for someone that's got the guts to go in and fight it and give them half the take off of the damages because there's that much wrong with this, but under the circumstances, he did one of those things like this. just it came in and he he it made such perfect sense. we went he went for it and tried. And it was a nightmare, and that's what most people are finding. They're finding because they know so well how to slip through the crack, and they're sitting on the bench every day, they're slipping through the crack because we don't know all the right things to say and do, and we can't remember them all. And then the next time I get on Rod's call, I'm like, oh, dang, that was really a good one. That one would have been good if I had used that. That would have won. That would have helped. But you don't get it all at once because we can't, because we are not in this college class. We're learning it like we're learning it piece by piece, day by day, week by week, month by month. But these and things are continuing to go forward while we're learning it. And and part of the thing that is so
3: invaluable about all this is the fact that we have stuck in their system. Do you realize every time... We come up with something new. They'll have to go in and change it, yet the books are not changed. Do you see what I'm saying? The books are not changed, so by going in and refuting what they're saying and contesting what they're doing, you're getting more credibility in what your knowledge is than they're going to get in what their fraud is and the fraud will be shown more and more and more. I've got to go, guys. It's 12 o'clock, and my breath oh, okay. to drop. I apologize, but this has been so lively, and uh, I'm making the offer to you, Lola. If you need any help, I'll be glad to help with typing, whatever you need in uh, that arena, because it is about us helping each other. It really is. And I want you to win. So well, uh, I
1: thank you for that offer. And and what I need is the brain behind it. I need the brains of like Rod Class so that I'm not missing things. But I've got enough in there that I've I've pretty much saved in that. If he go, if anybody goes after this case, they'll win because I've got it all in the paperwork. Um, that was the main thing. They said to make sure that you get everything in the paperwork because right. you can't go back after it. If you in an appeal unless you do. And we've got a statute of fraud, which is no limitations on fraud. So we're sitting in a good position to go after it whenever we choose. And that's the point. And, and we can make
3: your case in what you're doing and having people from other areas come and give a credence to what you're doing because other people have found the weaknesses and they put it out there. There, there are people that don't want you to have to pay through your arm and leg. And there are other people that they can't help it. They are just not making a livelihood for themselves. They're broke
1: too. That's why why, that's why we couldn't hire anybody because we, he didn't have any money. My God, they could hardly afford. It was just a nightmare, and I, I couldn't afford to pay for it all. I paid for all the the filings and all the mailings and I paid for everything I could afford to pay for, but it was a nightmare. I mean, I had to do it because we couldn't afford to hire help. We just couldn't. This is why we're having
3: the stymie. So and, and so that's why I'm making the offer. What you need, what we can do, what you need. And Emily well, I- great researcher. Emily is a fantastic researcher.
1: Mhm. She, yeah, she is. That's that's very true. She is. That's very good. She is very good. She's very yeah. good,
3: and I sent out so much of her stuff, and, uh, yeah, and go back and, and look at it. She she's she floods me sometime, and I just can't read it all. Not because I don't want to. I just don't have the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you in what you need. We need
1: to get you through it. Well, pray us through this next one because i got to deal with Bailey's case and then his court case, and I've got to write the documents, and I'm really nervous on this one. He's, I, I'm praying, but my gut says they do not... The documents that we're doing are really good, and they're not going to... They'd rather throw him in jail than deal with him and put him in <laughs> contempt of court because of the documents, so <laughs> it's pretty... <laughs>
3: Be sure and notarize everything, and we maybe do. notary shall, uh, file them at the court because they can't throw a notary in. She's higher than a judge,
1: right? We we don't send anything unless it's notarized, and um, and we certify mail anything to whoever, and uh, hand carry the to the the judge and to the court and and file it in. Mm-hmm. So it's. Good. Good. All of those things are kind of the easy things. It's the stuff going into the documents that are the hard things. <laughs> you know, I'm making sure your them. documents are sound documents is the hard thing. Right. I, I'm going to end the, the call. well
3: Let's do a big hug for everybody and a lot of support to Lola. And if anybody else has anybody that can pitch in and help them, this is very, very uh, oh. average. But let's put our arms out. Let's give a big hug to everybody and welcome the sunshine that we're having today so that we can get a lot of energy out there. Just a minute. One, three.
0: Two. <coughs> Gee, Lola.
1: Yes. You can see these two babies. <laughs> I was listening to the squeal. <laughs>